Welcome to Sort of Humor Podcast. I am your host, Christian Joseph. This episode and every single episode is brought to you from by Forest Hill Racing Company. FRC is a uh, motorsports company, um, motorcycles, that type of thing, snowmobiles. If you need to purchase one of these, um, you can go there. If you need one worked on, you can go there. There's a lot of other big things in the works with this company, and uh, there'll be more to come as far as the info on that later down the road. But if you do need a motorcycle or a motorcycle worked on uh, and you're in Northern California, I recommend John Peters at Forest Hill Racing Company. This episode... This episode, uh, my guess is Allison Kenyon. Um, I don't know if you know her or not. If not, you're about to. Um, she's an amazing artist. She was um, on the show Skin Wars. If you've never seen Skin Wars, it is um, it's a show about artists who paint on canvases, and the canvases happen to be naked human bodies. So, yeah, they paint all kind of cool shit on on these canvases and uh, she was spoiler alert spoiler alert she was um one of the finalists she was the runner-up she came in second i personally think she should have won and i'm sure she does too but it is what it is anyways wonderful um conversation i had with her and um yeah yeah we talked a lot about the show as well as her past and what brought her to become this amazing artist that she is so yeah here we go um yeah have fun take a listen allison kenyon Well, first of all, thanks for doing this. Oh, yeah, I no appreciate problem. it a lot. Um, I'm kind of more curious. What have you always just been in the art? Yeah. Let's take. Let's go back to the beginning. To the beginning. Let's start. Uh, as long as I can remember. Is that, like, that as was soon your as thing? I could hold a pencil, that's I was always drawing, 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 drawing. Awesome. Yeah. I, I was an artist as a kid, somewhat of an artist. I kind of went away from it. I started with watercolors. Mm, my, yeah, my mom was really into watercolors. I don't know if she has any. Sometimes everyone has pictures of hers. Oh, well, I don't see any. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I did watercolors and I, I went away from it. It just wasn't my thing. But, um, yeah, so what, what kind of art did you start with? 
I just started with drawing, probably like most kids, and just would draw all the time, all the time, all the time. And then, you know, started getting positive feedback all the time. Like, oh, you know, I didn't know. I was just drawing, you know. But people would say, oh, wow, that's really, that's really good. And da, 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 you know, and then, like, starting to go to school, you know, second, third grade, you know. Then I became the person the teachers would go to, like, hey, can you make us a da 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 da, da um, for the wall? And, right. Or, you know, I started entering, like, contests and things. And uh-huh. I always won the contest, poster contest, I can't even remember. I remember, I think the first contest I ever won, it was something like the Orange Juice Council came to our school or something and like went to all the schools in the district or in the state or whatever and had all the kids design a poster uh-huh. to like represent the Orange Juice Council or whatever. And I won and they used mine. I, I don't remember ever seeing it in an ad or anything, but I won a popcorn popper and I was so excited about that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, okay, so did you would you go to school art school after that or like? I did, and, and a little bit. Like I never finished. I didn't oh, yeah. a degree or anything. But um, getting a little bit older, still preteen, still grade school. My dad wanted to go take drawing classes at the you know adult after you know like mm-hmm. I don't know adult school or whatever right and uh, so I started going with him to that and like life drawing and figure drawing and things like that so I kind of got a jump start on maybe college level stuff pretty young right I don't know how great I was at it but at least I started learning these concepts really early like different techniques and stuff yeah right yeah yeah and then I started you know in high school I was like the crazy art chick or, and <laughs> right and um went to sort of going to Academy of Art for these summer like you had to apply and get accepted mm-hmm. to these summer semesters for they, they they created for high school students um, so I was doing summer semesters at Academy of Art in San Francisco right when I was in high school I thought that was like the coolest thing ever yeah yeah and you know again life drawing figure drawing and I always tell people um, a lot of people message me who've seen me on the show or whatever, uh-huh. like, oh, how do you, how do I start? What do I do? Da, da, da. And they want to jump right into, like, buying all the stuff and body painting. Oh, and yeah. saying, you got to start with, take some drawing classes. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to understand art. Right. First. Yeah. Like, how to see things, how to translate a three-dimensional thing into a two-dimensional thing. Yeah. Don't go buy an airbrush right away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to start with the basics. Like, yeah. if you want to be good, you right. know. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just sort of copying what someone else does. You're not going to ever be able to create your own art. So. Right. That's always my advice. Take a life drawing class. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, kind of know what you're doing before you think. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. What? Uh, so, how long has the um, the whole body art scene been going on? You know. Like honestly, I, I don't even know it was a thing till. Right. I I really couldn't tell you here. because I've I've sort of kept myself in a um in a little cocoon just doing my own thing like there's a whole scene and i'm just not tapped into it Mm. really Mm -hmm. you know i there's a few people i know that are like big shots in the in the world of body painting right um but i i you know maybe i know like a tenth of what's out there right and you know there's these competitions that happen there's Mm -hmm. of course the world body painting festival that just happened Mm -hmm. in austria Oh right, that's a big. big that's big, a big, big thing. One. Yeah, that's a big one, right? Yeah, yeah. I've never done a competition other than the show, right? Which is 
I'm going to jump a little bit, but the the producer who asked me to be on the show mm-hmm. said that was part of why she wanted me was because I hadn't done any competitions and because no one really knew who I was. Oh. And you know, in the scene. Sure. Yeah. Sure. What, like what, this what unknown person? What um what was that show originally on? It wasn't on Netflix originally, was it? No, it was um Game Show Network. Game Show Network. Random. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't know what I just me and my girlfriend randomly came across it on Netflix on Netflix yeah, yeah. we're just like oh this is kind of cool yeah once they went on Netflix that yeah. was made a huge difference because yeah. no one watched Game Show Network yeah I don't yeah I mean <laughs> I can't think of any other lingo or something maybe isn't that the one they had on there I don't even remember Game Show Network oh, yeah they, well I mean I think of um, Family Feud Oh, was that on there though? Did they on have like Game Show old? Network? Yeah, oh, is they, it? No, like the current one with with. Oh, oh, what's his face? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Good old what's his face? I'll never forget. Yeah, what is what's his face? Uh, yeah, the like, com- he's a comic. Yeah, the guy who hosted the last Miss America pageant. Uh, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. Yeah. yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's great. Um, yeah, and he's good on on. Yeah, Feud, he's good. But like every time I would turn on Game Show Network to try and find my show. Yeah. Before you were on? Like, or when you were on? Yeah, when I was wanting to watch the episodes. Because I'd always have to go to a restaurant because I don't have cable. Oh, right. So I'd always have to go out somewhere to watch. Right. And it would be like... Like, I'm going to be on TV, guys, really. Yeah, yeah. It's here somewhere, I promise. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We would start... Like, I started getting a little group of people together Uh to go to the um, the three-in-one grill. Mongolian mm-hmm. barbecue in yeah. Grass Valley. Sure. And we would all sit there at the bar with our Mongolian barbecue and watch this the show. Well, that's kind of fun though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like little viewing parties, little mini ones. Um, but you, if you would look like they, they would pull up the schedule at the restaurant, you know, with their little remote, mm-hmm. and it would be like Family Feud, Family Feud, Family Feud, Family Feud, <laughs> Skin Wars, right. Family Feud, Family Feud. <laughs> right. It's like their flagship show, I guess. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't know that, but um. Um, honestly, right right away, that first episode of season three, uh, me and my b- girlfriend just we both said that's the girl that's gonna win. Really? Yeah, we're like she's gonna win, and then my girlfriend's like, oh, and look, she's from Grass Valley. <laughs> she because my girlfriend's born and raised oh, cool. Nevada County. Okay. I'm not, but she, uh, yeah, she's proud of. What made you think? That I would win. Oh, you—you you, you were good. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> right? Obviously, you made it to the end. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I didn't think I was that. <laughs> I didn't think I was that good. That first episode, especially, I was really like, I was in the middle of it. Like, you know how, like. Yeah, I think it's the clear lines. I think that's yeah. a big difference. Hmm. You know. Have you ever sort of like? been spacing out uh, maybe driving sure right and then you realize you're like 10 miles or 20 miles past where you last remember being and uh-huh. you're like how the hell did i get here yeah. it was like that like yeah. i'm on stage you're in the zone. On, on, on on set in the middle of painting this thing and then i'm like how the hell did i get here <laughs> like, what, have, what have i done right. like, how did i get myself into this i felt really like out of so my- that's what i was gonna say did you feel kind of like out of your element yeah like what am i doing here i'm looking around at all how do you feel how was your artists and they were so good and I just thought like I don't belong here yeah well there's some good artists but I mean you know, we honestly, we really, I'm not just saying it because you're in front of me. <laughs> we really did. We're like, oh yeah, she's, she's legit. So yeah, I, I was, I was happy to see you at least get to the, you know, end. Yeah. I got, got painfully close. Yeah. Painfully close. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. That Rick guy's good. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? 
you, you get to the end and there's you know three killers what are you gonna do right right um yeah i think it's interesting it got down to the the oldest person there and the youngest person there right yeah yeah he was young right yeah he was just turned 20 Jeez. Well, good for him <laughs> whatever <laughs> um so how okay so what how's your experience um with production I mean, did you have a good experience with I production? Did. I did. How I did, did this? Okay, so it seems like you were gone. How how long was uh, the whole production? Six weeks. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. How many episodes was it? So is Ten. it how many? Okay, so what do you record? A film a few days a week, or how do they split it up? Yeah, I mean, they it kind of changed depending on I guess what kind of production they had to put together. Like sure. sometimes some of the like the underwater one, they had you know this massive tank that they had to construct and fill and Got light it. and all yeah, this yeah. stuff. So we had ended up having like a couple of days off in there while okay. we were getting all that together. Now, are you able to like go out and about, or they kind of sequester you in? Oh, a, totally sequester. Uh, yeah. No, no, f- no phones. Or nothing like no phone, no computer, no yeah. magazines, no yeah. books, no music. It's no like a big TV. brother or that type of thing. We had a big TV that we couldn't turn on. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. A tease. Yeah. But we uh. had so much fun. I mean, I'm really grateful that they did that. I mean, they did that for a reason. Right. And and it's interesting because the younger folks you know, in the in the cast. Sure had a lot a lot of issues with that sort of thing like oh, yeah. we're being controlled and yeah. right and for me I, I was like well my mind is getting more and more clear right the less distraction we have around right and i saw it as a huge gift yeah and, yeah and it was like my brain totally changed got it from from that experience of just having no extraneous distraction and sort of going going almost back to the old days like we we the, a couple of people brought instruments mm-hmm. and one guy rick would play the guitar and um we'd make up songs yeah just have fun and we had so much fun making up silly songs yeah, or like cool. singing songs we knew or like putting funny lyrics to songs we knew mm-hmm. making up our own lyrics right and stuff it, it was it was great. That's kind of fun. Yeah, we'd to be make meals together. We'd sit down. Like if we had time, sometimes we'd get home from set and it would be like two o'clock in the morning. But right. you know, other times when we were home early enough, we'd, we'd make a meal and we'd all sit at the table and say, not. We'd sort of say like how glad we were to be together. Sure. And sort of like you know giving our gratefuls. Right. At the beginning of the meal it was nice. It was really sweet. Now when someone okay so when someone got off the show they leave the house. Mm-hmm. They just go home. Yeah. So okay here's a little back story that you don't you would never guess from watching the show. Right. Anytime there was an elimination challenge, so like we all move in the house, right? Get mm-hmm. our bags out, hang all our stuff up. There's little closets and whatever, so we've got all our stuff and our stuff in the shower, our shampoo and our blah blah blah, right? But anytime there was an elimination challenge, we had to pack all our shit back into our suitcases. Like Every everyone's time. like just ready to go. Yeah, and, it's so, you, and like our names go. were big, like the big piece of tape with our name on the suitcase, which I still have on mine. I'm like, wow. I'm not taking it off. Yeah, and um, and so. Once the judges decided who was going to get cut, mm-hmm. it was long before we would know, right. right? Once the judges would make their decision, they would tell production team, then they'd send us out for the final judging shooting it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, production person is driving back to the house and getting that person's bags. Oh. Yeah. Rough. And so then the second you're cut, 
boom, they just whisk you away and we never see them again. God, they they on take a plane, them over goodbye. to do a final interview. Oh, right. And then they shove them in a different van, take them to a hotel, they spend the night there and then put them on a plane. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Well. <laughs> they just get disappeared. Yeah, they just disappear. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the whole behind the scene thing's always. It's always, fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I had um, good experiences working in the industry and then not so good experiences. So, you know. Oh, yeah, you were. I've had both. Did stuff in I've Hollywood? Both. Um, well, no, most of it was up here. Actually, I, I uh, worked um, at Ridgeland Entertainment with uh, Doug Stanley. He's. Let's see. Deadliest Catch is his baby. Oh, okay. So he was the Emmy winning producer who did Deadliest Catch for the first seven seasons, and then after that, his brother Todd took over. And uh, Doug opened up his own production company and kind of just handpicked certain people and, and and brought them in. And, I, you know, I learned... Let it out. <laughs> Let it out. <laughs> I, um, it's smoky up here, people. It is. There's, there's fires going around, and they're, they're reaching where we're at. Um, yeah, so he brought me in. I learned pretty much everything from Doug, you know, oh, cool. so it's really good to learn. I ended up being associate producer getting as far as that um, under Doug. Learned everything from him, most stuff from him, and, you know, made a lot of good connections. It was just, it was a good experience as far as that, and then things kind of went south, so, you know, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Some people stayed, some people left, some people sued. Oh, it was, it was, and I don't know what, you know, I haven't talked to them in a while, most people from there. But I have some other friends that I've met uh, from, there, from there who I still, uh, the, the original, like, five people who were there are all pretty still, we're all, you know, in contact and everything. So, really, uh, it, was, it was a good experience. Met, met a lot of people and, you know, but on set, it's kind of fun, you know. Right. You know, the few times I was on set, I was uh, in charge of the slate. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did the slate, and I was in charge of the the walkie talkies and that that person doing that. But yeah, it was it was good experience. More for me, just having good connections, and I had a lot of my own projects I was trying to get going, and um, other people had their own agendas, and you know, producers have their own agendas, and then you're trying to get your agenda, and it's just. And they're higher up, so their agendas go through, and then yours don't. That's just how it is. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. So yeah. So after after the show, how how's how have things been? I mean, well, it was a little rough immediately after. Well, okay. So so during shooting the show, six weeks of like basically get up. Go create art. Mm-hmm. Come back. Go to sleep. Get up. Go create art. Come back. Go to sleep. Like we don't have to plan anything, except like our outfit. Right. You know, and yeah. and that was kind of uh, the clothing thing. I think was maybe one of the more challenging bits. Really. You wouldn't even imagine, right? But there's, you know, starts off with twelve members of the cast. Uh huh. And. They, the producer, the big part of what some of the producers had to do was like plan all our outfits so like two people weren't wearing the same color or, you know, like dumb little things you don't think of, you know? Mm -hmm. So every night, no matter how tired we were after shooting, if we had to shoot the next day, the, the, our handler person had to take a picture of each of us in three different outfits. Uh. 
you know, even if it's one or two o'clock in the morning, like, uh. okay, go put on your three outfits for two. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we have to stand there like, okay, yeah, like, come on. And then they send them to the producer. Uh-huh. And then they've got to look at everybody's three choices and pick what each person's going to wear the next day. But then you have to also bring your other two choices with you just in case they change their mind at the last minute. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. But then. But also a hassle. A hassle, yeah. you know, especially when you're exhausted and you're like, really? I have yeah. to put on, I just want to take off my clothes, all my clothes. Um, yeah, and then. Um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> and we started running out of clothes. Oh. Because a lot of, like, most of us, like, at least a quarter of what we brought, we couldn't wear on camera. Oh. Because maybe, like, this, like, these polka dots weren't good for Yeah, camera. lines are bad. Lines are bad. Yeah, um, lines are real the bad. The dudes all wore, brought, all, like, all black. Right. And they're like, come on, you can't wear all black for every, every thing, yeah. you know. Um, some of the girls, not me, but a couple of the other girls, like, the younger, thinner, cuter ones. Had a lot of like midriff tops and mm-hmm. little short skirts, and I guess that they didn't like that. Like right. they didn't want to see anyone's to... belly button mm. for some weird reason on a body paint show where right, naked, naked the bodies are naked. <laughs> so like, oh, I don't want to see your belly button. Right. Um, yeah. So then we <laughs> ended strange. up like having to. They, the few times that we got to leave the house. Mm-hmm other than for being on set, is they took us to go buy more clothes. Oh. With our own money, of course. Right. <laughs> they didn't even spot you the, the money for the clothes, huh? Right. No, oh, no. man. And um, so, yeah, we just, <laughs> they took us... I can't even remember the name of the street. Maybe Sunset Boulevard or something. But right. there was... Um, there was like a Buffalo Exchange there, okay, and a couple of places, and then there was like some sweet thrift stores, just like right, just random little thrift stores, and that's right. Thrift stores, yes, it's and my I, jam. I got like a lot of the clothes I still wear now. I got at the thrift store there. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and they took us to Ross one time. There's, I have a favorite dress that I still wear all the time. Right. But I got it at Ross. Yeah, <laughs> you can find some real treasures at Ross. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like there was a lot of this yeah. this drama over like. We, you know, no, you need better clothes. You need different clothes. And, like, right. we had to go shopping, like, four different times. That's crazy. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. And then they they don't even pick up the tab. No. <laughs> no, like, oh at the very God. end, when there was, like, only, like, four of us left or something, right. they, um, they gave us a little money to go buy some stuff. Oh, well, that's and nice. then in the very, very final, final episode, they bought us fancy outfits for the final episode. Oh, well, that's nice. And we got to keep them, which was a nice That surprise. is nice. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, everything's budgeted. Yep. Before the show starts, there's a budget. Right. And <laughs> when there's 12 it people, it's like, uh, you guys are on your own. But then when you, like, get to the very, you know, start yeah. to get to the very end, it's like, you're almost more like... Right. Elite status. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, they take care of you a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And meals, they pay for the meals, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And see, that was that was another thing is like we, they, they'd say, hey, give us a shopping list of what you want in your fridge. Right. And they kind of. And then put whatever you want. And there was stuff in the fridge. Right. You know, we had to prepare our own food. Sure. Did they have like like off limits? Like we're not, you're not eating ribeye every night. We're not paying for it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could have said that. No one asked for that, really. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they did. Get us a few, you know, like we, um, I don't know if you remember Otto, the guy from Wisconsin. Right, yeah, yeah. Like he was our grill master. Oh. And so 
anytime we had time to do cooking, like he would fire up the grill. We, right. we had a gas grill there, and and do like chicken legs or burgers. Yeah, yeah, or for sure. Little steaks or chops or whatever uh-huh. we had, you know. And you hope he just doesn't get sent home. And then he went. He <laughs> got right. sent. Like, let's he, not like, send this guy home. He's uh, cooking so the, for us. Yeah, like the <laughs> dynamic in the house. You can't tell it all from watching the show. Right. But he was like the papa bear, and I was the mama bear. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I cooked a lot. Mm-hmm. I like I would gather up all the towels and wash the towels when we right. had a day off. You know, um, I don't know. It was just sort of this because we were the two oldest ones, right. I guess, and we were the only ones who had kids. So we mm-hmm. sort of saw the whole experience a lot different than everyone else did. Right. And yeah. Yeah. When he got sent home. I was, I lost it. I was yeah. so upset. I had no idea how, like, attached to having... When he got sent home, I didn't think he was going to get sent home, to be honest. I didn't either, and you can tell from watching the show. Yeah, I like, what? Some things that people hate me for now. <laughs> right, well, get over it, right? <laughs> You're right. I was, you know, and in that moment, I was upset, right. and I was exhausted. Right. And I had, like, this split-second decision to make. Do I say this out loud, right. or do I just keep it to myself? Right. And I was like, yeah. fuck it, I'm on... TV, yeah. like, and I promised myself that I would totally not filter myself, and I would be right. super honest that's and just like honest. put that's... it all out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I made that choice. I it was a split second choice, but I was like, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, everyone's gonna hate me, but fuck it, I'm gonna say it. Right. Well, you just were speaking your mind. Yeah. And I'm sure. I mean, obviously, you weren't the only one thinking that. I'm sure a lot of people at home were thinking about it because we were thinking that too. We're like, oh. Yeah, and a lot of, you know, after that episode aired, I got a lot of hate mail, and the, but a lot of people were like, you're just saying what we're you just, all thinking. Yeah, you just gotta be honest. And and when that episode aired, so like Otto, the, when he went home, he had no idea I'd said that, because they oh, whisked him away already, right? right? right he was right, long right. gone. And so he had no idea until the episode aired. Oh. And he's like in the bar with all his like dude right. friends, biker friends and whatever. And that episode aired and that happened and they all like freaked out and were cheering and right. they, were, they were like he was like oh my he messaged me afterwards I can't believe you said that yeah, that's funny <laughs> and he's like my friends love you now but you know yeah. you're getting like death threat emails <laughs> no, on, the other, other on the other hand people are just not liking it yeah it's really weird these days though you can't be truthful you can't really say what you want to say you offend people it's just it's a crazy world we live in right now yeah so you just gotta watch out you gotta yeah. be careful I know. or not and just do what you did <laughs> right cares? I promised myself at the beginning that I right. wasn't going to um, try to like be disingenuous yeah or act anything other than my pure self I, I, you know I'm I'm old enough now mm-hmm. that I'm just like ah fuck it you I know, know? Like, I feel the are, same way and I've lived my whole life with like I'm a polarizing kind of person like I did this when the show was airing I was getting so much hate mail like people really yeah interesting hated me and I still get some sometimes you know and it's funny because I'll get all these messages like oh you inspired me so much and I was rooting for you blah 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 and then I'll get these other ones like why are you such a bitch you need to you need to check yourself and you know well you know what they say it's it's like they say if you don't have haters then you're not doing it right right and that was you know that was sort of the thing I promised myself I'm like some people are gonna hate me but at least I'm being 100% myself yeah and but so when the but I was getting so much hate mail while the show was airing and it was starting to get to me you know I mean 
Yeah. And I was already kind of having a you rough time. You can't read time. that shit, you know? Yeah. You um, just can't. But I was having sort of a rough time anyway because I'd gone from six weeks of just getting to do art and not having to do anything else. Right. Not have to plan dentist appointments or go to the bank or any of that shit. Just like, I got to just be an artist and right. get, get taken care of, basically. To coming back here where there's, you know, not much body painting for me to do, if right. any, you know, like right. kind of coming back to like my harsh reality where it's like, oh, I'm in charge of everything. Right. I'm the, I've got yeah. to clean the house and I've got to cook the meals and right. I've got to like figure out all the doctor's appointments for the kids and, mm-hmm. and school and this and that. And it was just like, oh, it hit me hard, you know, like. And I, I didn't win. I don't have And I didn't win. I don't have a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. That right. was, yeah. And that like got to me too. Yeah. You know? and I was, well, at that so, point you're like, I'm, I'm going to fucking win this thing. I know. You yeah. By the time I, I would have been. I totally thought. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought you had it, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It but, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it, a harsh reality to come back to. That was. Like, I, uh, I was telling the producers when, in my after interview, my wrap-up mm-hmm. interview, I was like, it was like I had a sandwich. My lips were touching the sandwich, <laughs> and I could taste it and smell it. So I ripped the sandwich out of my mouth. Right, you know? gone. Just but, like that. So I had, you know, I'd kind of gotten depressed. Like, I was oh, feeling really depressed. Bummer. It was sort of a postpartum yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I've done this big, exciting thing. It's all over. Now what do I do with myself? Plus, right. like, I'm in charge of everything again. Yeah. Like, and um, so then the show started to air and I'm all excited again and and then next thing you know I realize oh I'm the villain right I was all excited for it to air and everything and then like there's the one episode with the, the group challenge with the mural after that I was the villain right and and that's when the hate mail started and everything so then I was just like getting bummed again mm-hmm. and then like next week or so maybe two weeks later my mom went in the hospital and she had cancer and she died in about within about two weeks and so I was staying there at the hospital sleeping there on the little couch this is as in the middle of the show airing in the middle of the show airing Uh. so like I'm there you know with her and family and stuff like all day and all night and then you know ping like oh you're a bitch yeah. blah, 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 these messages and I'm just like <laughs> so you know yeah well I can see how that can bring you down yeah it was a, it was it's a rough time it was a rough time rough right combination after. Yeah. yeah yeah I lost my my dad to, to cancer too yeah Christmas Eve oh. 2013 oh boy rough I mean we knew yeah. it was coming I mean he had yeah. it for like five years but, oh wow but yeah, one of my grandmothers out of nowhere for two weeks yeah one of my grandmothers like it was what was wrong with grandma she has cancer two weeks later gone yep it, it was it's it's crazy yeah it's crazy it was crazy yeah and like I, my mom was one of those people that you thought you always would think she was going to be the last one standing mm-hmm. you know like yeah. there were probably ten people in my family I would have thought would have gone, <laughs> gone first would have gone first like she she I yeah. don't know it's, it's that's still, rough yeah yeah I still can't. Mm-hmm. Like, part of me doesn't think she's sure. gone. I keep having these dreams where she's like, "Oh hell no!" Right. Like, I, I came back. You know, yeah. like I bounced back after you left the hospital. That after, you know, because like I was there. I was there when she passed away. Like right. I was with her. I was holding her hand. And then there was nothing else for me to do, right? No. And I, I drove home. This was d- down in the bay. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I drove home, and that was the last I saw of her. But I keep having these dreams where she's like, "Oh no! After you left, I bounced back." 
Wow. <laughs> you know, like, no, no. Like, why are you getting rid of all my stuff? Right. Life's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, that. Tell, every time I wake up, I'm like, my big part of my brain does not, still doesn't believe. Sure. And it's been two years now. I think that's common, though. I think that's a common thing. Yeah. Bummer. What are yeah. you going to do? Yeah. You just kind of, like, I, you know, I'm glad I quit. I used to smoke cigarettes, and I mm. quit the cigarettes. Good for you. You know, yeah, I don't, you know, I just... I miss it though. I really like smoking cigarettes when I used to smoke. But I, uh, I'm glad I'm, you know, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. It's, yeah. yeah. <sighs> and I even forgot what my, I was leading up to a point there. What was your original question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something about the show. Um, I don't know. We can move on to another question. Okay, sure. Let's do that. Um, Okay, so do you, do you find that production kind of got um, in the way of creativity? Was there times where it's like, I can't, I'm not as creative, I feel like I, I'm not as creative as I uh, would be if these cameras weren't in my fucking face? Right. That um, type of thing? Uh, I didn't mind. I, I mean, really, after the, like the first two times, it's e- it was easy to, it. to forget that they were there. Yeah. Um, but, everyone, but, but little things like, um, you know, them c- popping out from behind the curtain and saying like hey you guys throw some shade you're all too quiet because we'd get in the zone we'd just be like painting and it would be dead silent in there you know and they're like this isn't good TV right (laughs) they pop out like someone say something someone Um, start some shit please yeah right and we were terrible at it it's it's so funny that they have to like manufacture all this shit talking and drama right because we were so none of us like we were we were like a family like we Mm -hmm. would all like cuddle on the couch and together and you know have these meals together and stuff and, so, and we all really respected each other as artists and so they'd, mm-hmm. they'd go like hey throw some shade and we'd be like um mm-hmm. hey Otto <laughs> uh that's a weird shade of blue you're using like we didn't right. know what to say what you are you know? gonna say yeah I mean toward the end the more stressed out we got right <laughs> the more stuff started coming right. out right you know? yeah yeah people but using think- people using props that they brought with them <laughs> right <laughs> shit over like oh man why'd you have to narc on him i'm like why is it okay for him right. to just completely try to cheat like, sure i would have brought all kinds of shit if that's the case right <laughs> i know it oh well what are you gonna do but um <laughs> so yeah that part was like kind of funny and yeah. awkward and sure. you know um but that but okay so i'll tell you another little behind the scenes thing that nobody knows because people say people ask me a lot about the time limits Oh yeah, on yeah. the paintings, right? Uh-huh. And they go, "Oh, well, they really gave you more time, didn't they? Like that? Right. They just don't show. Like, no, it was less. It was at least thirty minutes less. Really? Because I have to cough. <coughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Because the they would come, like the the judges would come talk to you while you're painting, and they go, "Oh no, no, keep painting, keep painting." But like, how well can you really keep painting when you're talking to four people? Sure. Right? So, you know, and usually by the time they would walk away, I'd be like, oh, I totally left that up because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing and I was talking to them. And then a lot of times I'd have to redo stuff. Um, But also, once they were gone, you'd be like, okay, I can get back to like hauling ass and painting this thing. Uh But then one of the producers would pop out and ask you all the same questions again so they could shoot your reaction from it. Because the first shooting, Mm. they were shooting the judges. So then they come back and the, the producer behind the camera asks all the same questions. You have to answer them again so they can shoot you. 
And, and then you're like, oh, I just when I thought I could paint some more. Right. And then when they're when that's done, they go, oh, we have we need to shoot the model just by herself. And they take her for another like five minutes and just shoot her by herself. And so then you're just like, come on, let me paint. So it's actually less. It's way less. Yeah. Get more camera guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh and there were there God. was you know there was lots yeah, of cameras. I was but sure I don't know. Was. I guess they. I don't know. Oh, bummer, man. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Most of the challenges it was about thirty minutes less of actual real wow. time. That's harsh. Yeah. It's like you're trying to do art in in a time limit, which is right. weird in itself. Weird in itself, yeah. Right? Like we're normally like, I could take my time and just do what I think needs to happen here instead of right. cramming it. And, uh, yeah, and especially, wow. you know, like the longer challenges, the elimination challenges, you know, we get to go home and sketch and think about it overnight. Sure. But the short ones, it really was right. like time starts now, so you've got to think of something. Right. And think of how you're going to do it and do it, mm-hmm. like all in yeah. time. I, w- I would be thinking, you know, like if I was in that situation, I'm like oh, I'd be sitting there wasting half the time figuring out what I was gonna do. I know you couldn't easily do that. Like what? I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. Because um, you don't know ahead of time. Nothing. Like what's not right? even re- no. Nothing. Like you yeah. know nothing about anything, and really like. I, I can attest to, you know, people wonder, too, just like, oh, how much is it really a surprise? Right. No, like, they, they kept us in a, this little room. It was like Before? Our little, yeah, like, anytime we weren't shooting, we were in this little room uh-huh. with no windows. Um, sometimes we couldn't even, like, they'd say, hey, 10-minute warning, chance to go to the bathroom, and you won't be able to go for the next two hours after that. You know, kind of a thing. If there was something going to be going, like sure. people going through the hallway, that they stuff they didn't want us to see, like right. really tight about us finding out anything about anything. Wow. Yeah. So you know, we really didn't know, and I liked that. I liked because yeah. it. I think it freed up my imagination and creativity to not be trying to second guess what was going to happen. Right. It just. It just like sort of opened this. I don't know. I. I I did a talk about this once, but it's hard to put into words, like how sort of just letting it go and not trying, just completely not thinking about it and just saying, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm not going to think about it until they say what it is in that moment. It it almost like allows sort of the muse and the creativity to come in like this Mm -hmm. bolt of lightning if you keep yourself empty and blank. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to think too much, then... Then you're like trying to. They tell you the challenge, and you're trying. Then you're trying to overlay or cram and fit the ideas you already had into what they said into their challenge, and it doesn't always fit. Got it. But if you keep yourself empty, mm-hmm. then they give you your challenge, and like this bolt of inspiration flow. can come in. Right. That's interesting. It is interesting, and yeah. it, and it was um, it was a discipline that I kind of just started doing while I was there. Right. It wasn't something I had thought about before uh-huh. that I was going to do, you know, but I just... Interesting. Yeah, I sort That's of cultivated cool, though. it. And, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and if I did, didn't have a bolt of inspiration right away, my strategy was the first thing I'd think of is, um, like, what color do I want? Oh, okay. Or color, you know. Something you so, can control. Something like, I what can am control. I gonna, what control am I gonna... And I just would start laying down some color and let it speak to me. <laughs> eventually, you know, it yeah. would eventually come, but at least I had, like, some color. So, like, if you watch the show, you'll notice. I don't know if you can tell from watching it, but definitely on set, like, I, the other artists knew that, like, I was always sort of the slowest to get started. Okay. Can't tell on the show, but okay. Yeah. I, I was sort of always, in the beginning, I was always behind. 
and and mm. then like it would it was sort of always come together like in the last hour and then you know because it right it's interesting because yeah I don't think you can see this from watching the no. show Pro- not, no but no, being no, there there was always a lot of like the other painters being like wow girl you better catch up like right. what are you doing it doesn't right. look like anything it doesn't look like anything right and I'd be like mm. Right, I don't got worry this, about it. I got this, and then like, like she's not the, gonna, she's not even gonna make it. Yeah, and then at the end they'd be like, "Holy shit, like, oh what God. the? Oh, it would just like boom, right. like snap together, like in the last minute." How'd she beat us? <laughs> wow. I remember the fashion challenge in particular. Like, it kind of just didn't look like anything until it was pretty much done. Right. <laughs> Sometimes I guess that's just how it is. Yeah. As long as you get it. At the end, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah. As long, and as, you, as long as you finish at the finish line and it's done. Yeah, like that's I, it. I always kind of, you know, at least by halfway, I had a right. plan, and I had a plan of like when I was going to do what, and mm-hmm. what I was going to, you know. Mm-hmm. And I guess none of them saw my process, so they thought right. it was just like that's interesting. Let's yeah. let it let it open. It's kind of like when you're watching a movie with someone, one of those dece- deceptive movies. Oh yeah, what's going to happen? What's gonna, I'm what's trying gonna... to figure it out. I know who the killer is. Yeah, so right. Just shut up and watch. You'll find out yeah, who it is. Yeah, yeah. You're ruining the whole experience. I, I never do that. I was just like, let it happen. Be in the moment. Yeah, yeah. be in the moment. And then when it happened, like the sixth sense. Like I remember seeing that oh, in the theater, man. being like, being like, whoa, he's dead. And then like my friends are like, yeah, you didn't figure that out, like you know, halfway through the movie. Right. Like, no, I wasn't trying to. Like I just right, I was just enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people. Like yeah, I, I've always your, like surprises. Let it open like, and just. I didn't get an ultrasound when I was pregnant. I just wanted to be surprised. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, when, how often do you get to have a surprise like that I know, in your right? life? You know? Right. But what do you do as far as buying stuff ahead of time, or just not? No, we color wise, or just like, who cares? Green, yellow. Right. Who wore pink? Who cares? No, like I mean, we had a lot of stuff that was green, mm, mm-hmm. yellow, orange, you know, mm-hmm. like nothing has to be color-coded, really. Right. It's just a baby. Yeah, it's just a baby. Who yeah. cares? Like, oh, giraffes, frogs. I know. Uh, you know, yeah. foxes. Right. I, I got things I liked. I love foxes, so there was a lot of fox things and a lot of owl things when he was born. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't care. It's, right. it's for us anyway, right? right? I'm like, right. I'm just going to get what I like. I know. It's weird, you know, being a parent's weird in, in anyway. It's just weird. <laughs> It's, awesome, it's interesting. Awesomely weird. It's cool, you but, uh, know. Uh, like, speaking of like not trying to figure things out, though, yeah. I had a magician boyfriend for like six years. Yeah. And and like I never tried to figure out how he did a trick. Oh really? No. Like, I, I, I love. That's something I probably would have after yeah. after like seeing it twenty times. Okay, how'd you do it? <laughs> I really loved just watching it and being like, Yeah. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We just got rammed by a bird. Bird hit the window. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Oh, just, well, that, okay. Yeah, I loved just. Being I think like, after I that no many years, you of did it. that. Like, yeah. That was really cool, and and feeling like it's magic. It is. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I like that, but I think, uh, I, you know, that many years of someone, I would have wanted to know. Yeah. <laughs> or, or teach me something so I can. Right. Yeah. Trick someone else. I do magic too. I mean, I'm a kids performer, so I do magic oh, also. Cool. But I not like what he did. You right. know, like card tricks and things. Yeah. Like, I like to keep that be a mystery. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. That's kind of a cool thing to know. Yeah. I like that. And, yeah. and being on the show, I liked sort of having things be a mystery. I enjoyed that part of it. Right. You know? Yeah. Until it was, like, there in your lap. And uh-huh. then... I don't know. It's yeah. a cool experience. That's cool. I'm glad it was a, a good experience. It's, um... Yeah. <laughs> reality TV is kind of... I, so many people are surprised at how fake reality TV really is. Um, one time I was on a shoot with, um... 
Andy Armstrong. He's um, pretty much the biggest second director in Hollywood. He does like all the uh, the last two Spider-Mans, Amazing Spider-Mans. Not the okay. not this last one, but the last two that okay. had that English guy that played Spider-Man. He did those. He's done uh, all kinds of stuff. He's pretty much any action any action movie that's done in Hollywood. He's done like half of them as far as the second directing. Any of the scenes that have to do with action. Um, so we were on a shoot with him, and he wasn't aware of how fake that reality was mm. because he got into this big argument with Doug Stanley, and he and, and all of a sudden Andy, who's a short little English guy, starts flipping over tables and throwing shit across the room, and I'm a goddamn this is not director. I'm uh, this is this is outrageous. This is outrageous. You have a script for this. This is reality TV. We're not supposed to know what's gonna happen. And then Doug's like trying to explain to him, well, it's reality TV, but you know it's really not. This is how we do it. I can't believe it. Da, da, da. 20 years in Hollywood. I've never da, 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 da. And then finally we calmed him down after an hour, but it just goes to show most people don't really know how much behind the scenes reality TV has. It's a lot of a lot of it. A whole I, lot of if it. If there was a script, I don't know about it for yeah, our mo- show. Yeah, most of the time there is. Yeah. Yeah, there's some sort of some something. Well, as far right. as like a structure. Right. Yeah. Right, right. It won't be yeah. like uh, a for, dialogue, but it'll be right. like, okay, they're going to go here. This is what yeah. it's scheduled to this, and, you know. Well, you have to have a you schedule have to. or it's going to just. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Into, yeah. 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 I mean, you got to plan for these guests to come and right. these special models to come or like, you know, the aquarium we're going to go to or whatever. Right. Yeah, so the models, that's another thing. Okay, so a lot of the same models, Mm -hmm. yeah? Yeah, we had this core of models, and um, as one person would go home, they'd end up sending a model home also, which was kind of a bummer. Oh, really? These models thinking they're going to have six weeks of work, and then it's like, oh, Oh, right, that person got canned. Bummer. um, So we'd end up with the same model for maybe three challenges or so, and then they would rotate them. Okay, got it. But then, of course, we had the special models as well. Right. So we yeah, get yeah. the breast cancer survivors, mm-hmm. um, the drag queens. Right. <laughs> In past episodes, there were like midget wrestlers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember what else, but. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I, I wasn't sure about that. It seemed like I kept, oh yeah, there's a lot of the same models. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had sort of like the core base of models and that were in most episodes and then we'd have mm-hmm. like the special ones that mm-hmm. would rotate in. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing that you do. Yeah. It really is, you know? Yeah. I love it. I it, love it's, it. It's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the lady who I painted for the breast cancer survivor right. episode yeah, yeah. is here in town right now. Right. In Grass Valley. She just messaged me. So I'm going to try and, as soon as this is done, I'm going to try and go catch up with her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she lives down near San Diego. Oh. And I went and stayed with her last summer. Um, she's she's super fun. Yeah. She's got three kids. And yeah. Beautiful. Home that was a really cool. That was a cool and, episode. Yeah. So she and I have stayed, cool. stayed friends. That's awesome. Know, like, there's some really powerful yeah. friendships that that's, got forged through that experience. That's really sure. cool. And you seem to stay busy doing the art, right? Yeah. So after, so okay, so after, after, yeah, after the depression, after the depression, <laughs> you kind of end up pulling yourself Pulled myself out, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, one thing that the show really did for me was sort of crystallized what I wanted to do. You know, it sort of showed me what my life could be like. Mm. You know, creating art in that way, mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of a goal 
you know, I'm still not there. I'm still like doing everything myself. But eventually, I want to have like a staff. I need a, you know, right. I came home from this going, I need a staff. Right. And that like plans where I'm going to go and drives me there or whatever, stops right. my fridge right. for me. <laughs> right. And, um, and so it, it sort of gave me like the vision of like where I wanted to go. And, and part of why it wasn't happening was I just kind of, I, I've been, okay, I started face painting for kids' parties 25 years ago. It'll be 26 years in October. Yeah, long time. Yeah, long time. So I, I started when I was real young, like mm-hmm. 23. And, um, and I kind of kept doing things the same way. You know, I got comfortable. Mm-hmm. Just got comfortable. It was my job. Like, that was my job. And go paint for events, you know, family events, company picnics for Facebook and Twitter and whatever, you know, down in the Bay and, um, and birthday parties and things like that. And, but those jobs, you know, they, they were still, still paying the same as they did in 1995. Oh, right. You know, like, it's time for me to have a raise. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to feel appreciated because I felt like they didn't care if it was me there or anyone else there. They just wanted to, like, fill that spot. Mm -hmm. And they want you to just paint really fast. They don't care if it's good, really. And, um, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be 3,000 people here, and we need you to keep your designs to under two minutes so that we can just move the line. Like, that's where's the fun in that? Where's the the love? Where's the art? You know? Mm -hmm. So I kind of realized coming back from Skin Wars that I just wanted to do things differently. I wanted to, I wanted people to seek me, mm-hmm. not just oh, I'm looking for a face painter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. <clears throat> and um, and I wanted to do more body painting, so I started, you know, looking for other people to work with, you know, production age, event production people mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I, I went through a long period of not really working because I just felt like I had to tear everything down and build a fresh Got it. version of what I do. Sure. You know, so there was some tough times of no money. Right. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, I realized, there. That, yeah, but I realized I kind of had to do it that way. I couldn't keep doing what I was doing and build the new thing at the same time. It right. just didn't work. I had tried it and it, it just, you know, you have to like completely, it's like getting out of a bad relationship. Yeah. You know, you have to you just gotta do cut it. it off. Yeah. Before you can find the thing that's your your perfect place to be right so that's that was so it's not like the show suddenly got a bunch of people calling me up and saying hey we want to pay you money right it didn't do that you would hope for but right right um so people say like did the the show like help your career it didn't help me in that literal way that you would imagine you'd want it to but it helped me in the way of like oh i want to just end this old way of doing my business and start this new thing so right yeah i kind of I started working with some new people and this one production company that I work with for corporate events. Uh-huh. They're always challenging me and pushing me and having me do crazy stuff I've never tried before. Right. They, you know, and they little by little started realizing, well, oh, she pulled that off. Let's see if she can do this. And it's like the challenges have gotten more and more extreme. And um, now they know I can pretty much do anything. Right. And and I love that. So right. they call me all the time. That's and, good. And I'm always outside my comfort zone. And a comfort zone, I realize that's my happy place. So are things a, a little... That's where I thrive is right outside my comfort zone. It's being pushed. Being pushed. And, I, right. and I'm, after being on the show, I'm completely inoculated to stress. Right. 
creative stress. Right. You know? Right. Like, like I've been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, like, it, it challenges me and I feel challenged, but I don't feel stressed. Right. And it, it's kind of cool. Like, the, the, that's one huge benefit that the show gave me. So are things more uh, lucrative now as far as this new direction you're going? Yeah. You're it's able, coming along. It's a little like, bit it's, better. It's inching up and awesome. up and up and up. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to get people art you know people just you know they don't think of any kind of art really people want to steal music you know or they want to download movies for free or you know you do a painting and it's like it's my art it's my you know I put my soul into this and it's like okay I'll just take a picture you know it's just people don't want to pay for it it's just not it's hard for an artist to to make it yeah if you go to Europe it's not like that it's different it's different really they give you artists in a different way with a different level of respect and, and reverence almost and here in this country there seems to be this attitude that if you're an artist you should be doing it just for your love of art and right. no other reason no like oh it's your because it. it's your hobby right. they think of it as your hobby right and you know a lot of times even just face painting people get mad that you want to charge money and it's right. like well this is how I'm making my living They're like, well you should just be doing this for the kids because yeah, because really? you love it and because they love it and it's like well yeah well who's paying do you for do the that paint? in your job like yeah right <laughs> right you clock in and, or not right. clock in just go and not clock in I'm like yeah yeah you should just give me that hamburger right. because yeah you I'm hungry it. yeah because yeah. I want it yeah I like it and you like doing it like no it doesn't work that way no um and around here like i don't even try to make a living up here right you know because like all the like hippie pot growers mm-hmm. people and stuff they really like that oh, this is the God. kind of thing that they just do for fun and they go to Burning right. man or whatever and everyone it's just a whole does weird it scene up yeah. here. and and they don't realize that like I'm, I do it because I love it, but it's my job because mm-hmm. I love it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you got bills, just like everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, this electricity doesn't pay itself. Like, oh, hey, I'll give you this bag of mushrooms oh, right. if you paint it right. my party. Here's some weed. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's weird up here. Like, I was in the Bay for 10 years before I came up and was uh, helping my grandmother out. And it's 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 not my favorite place. Right. I love <laughs> I like here. it. I like yeah. the scenery. I like it outside. Yeah. It's nice. Um, you know, I met my beautiful girlfriend up here. She's from up in this area. But... Other than the actual land and the area, some of these people are just, man. Yeah. I mean, I love the. I have a com- sense of community here and friends that I never had living in the Bay. Oh, you know, okay. like the smaller town feel. Well, I'm glad really you're having a better experience with it. It's just like trying to make a living is a different, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, with my art, like I yeah. realized that that's not just not yeah. going to happen. I only do um, body paint things up here basically for fun. Right. Like, I don't even pretend to try and be making any money at it. How long have you been up here? Uh, Ten years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just all of a sudden decided to come up in the middle of nowhere? Uh, I went to summer camp up here when I was a little kid. Mm. Um, Up at Lake Vera. Sure. At Camp Augusta. Well, not Camp Augusta. On the other side. It was called Camp Okaizu at the time. Okay. Now it's... 
changed names over over the years but um yeah and so this was like my magic place like i always wanted to come back here i always wanted to come back and in my 30s i got really sad and lonely and i realized i was sad and lonely for this place and then i was like well it's a real place i can just go there i mean it is a badass place i do like the place yeah it's very magical you know and Mm -hmm. so i started coming camping up here and stuff my husband and i got married up here got it up at the lake right at the summer camp and um and then we just decided to move so i i mean i love love living here i just don't have any illusions about trying to make a living doing my art here and that's fine i'm happy to travel yeah so you can travel to do your thing though yeah yeah you don't have to move right no i just i just drive to the bay right my thing and then i come back and live in my magic place right and you know i have like my core of friends like you know mostly other parents sure you know but there's just like this deeper friendship that i never really had in the in the bay well that's good yeah yeah, I miss the bay a lot sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I like really it up don't. here, but I, I was, you know, I don't know. I was there for years, and I yeah. just, I loved it. I mean, I grew up down there. I yeah. grew up in Fremont, and then I lived in San Francisco for 10 years, and I lived in Oakland for 10 years, mm-hmm. and then I moved here. But I, I really don't, I mean, I like visiting the bay. Yeah. I miss the diversity, and I miss the drag queens, but other than that, mm-hmm. I'm happy to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a nice. Uh, I, I like the land. Yeah. I like. I mean, like I said, we got a pond right in the backyard. If I want to yeah. go fishing, I can go fishing. It's kind of cool. It's 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 nice up here. Yeah. And I love raising <clears throat> my little boy up here. Like, right. So right. much better than right. raising him in a city, you know. Yeah. And we have like a lot better schooling options and. Right. And I just like having him be out here in nature and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a different experience. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are in, uh, I think, Placerville right now. Mm. So, similar landscape. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know with their mother and everything. <laughs> so, how do you like being a mother, though? You like it's the best being thing a ever. parent? Yeah. It's, it's pretty best cool. Thing ever, yeah. I, you know, get my kids every other weekend or so. So, it's yeah. not as much as, you know, I'd like to see them. But, you know, Brittany from Skin Wars just had her baby on the 6th. Really? She just had a baby. Well, congrats to Brittany. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good for her, man. Yeah, she yeah, just changed a picture. You. Yeah, it really, man, it's a, it's a whole other thing when you have a kid, man. Yeah, it, it was really so is. hard to be away from my boy when we were on the show. Yeah, that's another thing I was gonna ask. So, how is it? Yeah. Is it really as hard as people make it seem on shows when they're away from their family? I would assume it is. Well, I mean, I don't know about other people, but for me, I had never been away from him. Right. For more than like one night. Right. You know, he was four. He had just turned four. I mean, and really, he had just stopped breastfeeding. Like, he was still nursing. Like, sure. I, you know, not like for nourishment, but, right. you know, for comfort and like at bedtime and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he, you know, I, I decided I was going to let him nurse as long as he wanted. Sure. You know, I'm a hippie mom like that. Yeah, whatever. And, um, <laughs> yeah, who cares? Some of my friends thought I was weird, but, right. you know. Whatever. Um, and so, really, like, that had just ended. And and he had just turned four, and I had never been away from him. And wow. then all of a sudden, like, you know, the, I, I drive down to the bay for a gig, and I'm halfway there, and I start missing him. Right. You know, like, yeah. we're just really close. Mm-hmm. And, like, part of that, I think, is because I had him older. Right. You know, I was 40 when I had him. Mm-hmm. And you just have a different perspective, I think, when you're older like that. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have that. I've done 
all these different crazy things already in my life, I don't right. feel like I need a break from my kid. Right. Like, I just want right. to be with him all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had my first kid when I was 28. And I don't think I was ready. No, I can't imagine. Well, yeah, I don't think I was ready. I don't know when I would have been ready. (laughs) You were 28, but you were like 20 in boy years, right? I'm telling you. It was just not... Yeah, but now I look back on it now. They're uh, 12 and 10, 12 and 10, 12 and 10, something like that. I just want to note that he doesn't even know how old his kids are. (laughs) She's going to... The oldest one's going to be 13. (laughs) Okay. And... It's a luxury turned, you have when you're the dad. I know, right? The boy just turned 10. Um, but yeah, yeah, they're at a good age right now, you know, where it's it's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Those, those early years are rough. I don't know. Yeah, I love it's, it's not easy. Years. It's not easy. Well, I, I loved it. It's just not easy. It's more work than right now when they're... 12 and on their tablet just playing a game. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. I, you do I don't your see thing. it that way. But, I mean, but, you know, I think of it as like before he could talk was way easier. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. all I had to do was feed him and change his diaper. Yeah, I guess you're right. And yeah. now it's like I yeah. have to have these complex negotiations with him oh, about right. stuff, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, his like complex emotions and he's mm-hmm. turning seven and he's starting to have hormones and yeah. like, has these just like existential meltdowns. Mm-hmm. It's way harder. I'd way rather go back and just change a diaper. Yeah, yeah, good point. That was a good point. My <laughs> daughter's, like I said, she's going to be 13, and she's at that age where it's... Like You're ready for a ride. Yeah, like six months ago, she hit the puberty, and things started happening. It's like, oh, my... I'm not I don't ready. even want to... not ready for this. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you about what my life was when I was 13. I'll, scare, I'll just scare you too much, like, what I was doing when I was 13. Yeah, see, that's... And I'm not just afraid. I'm just like, I hope she's my angel. She's going to be an angel, and that's where she's going to be. <laughs> I got to... Okay, mom advice uh-huh. and woman advice. And, you know, coming from a, a woman whose dad wasn't around... Right. You really have to be dad. Yeah. Because they'll find a substitute. Right. Um, yeah. I gave a lot of blowjobs when I was 13. See? Things happen, Cause world. Because my, my dad wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> See? A lot of people have those issues. That's a legit yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, you know. And, you know, some people don't end up out of it okay. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I mean, God bless. Like, you know. I, I gotta say, this is like a little side side journey, but... um. My grandma, who's not with us anymore in um, in Iowa, and my aunt <clears throat> decided that I needed to see my dad. Mm-hmm. And she pulled together, my grandma pulled together this little mini family reunion so that I could, and I was 16 when I met my dad. Wow. I mean, I hadn't seen him since I was like two or yeah, something. Yeah, so that's... <clears throat> and... Um, and, you know, so my grandma, my grandpa, my aunts and uncles, my dad, and then he had two other kids that I didn't know before, a brother and a sister. Mm-hmm. And um, and that kind of started to change my life. Like, I, I feel like I could have gone down a way darker path if right. I, if, you know, we started doing it every year. Uh-huh. And I feel like that that sort of pulled me back to a healthier place. 
for sure. So, do you, uh, f- let's say, forgive the the father for? Well, of course. Yeah. 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 See, some people wouldn't, or. Well, I mean, it was definitely not all him. You know, my my mom was like nineteen. Yeah. When she got pregnant, and he was twenty. You know, like they were little kids. Yeah. And, you know, their relationship didn't work out. My mom got remarried. And he, my dad was like, oh, I'm just going to be in the way. Like, that was his mindset. Right. You know. So yeah. So that was my stepdad, but I still had that, like, oh, my dad left, you know. Right. And my stepdad's kind of a quiet, shy dude. Right. And he's, he's kind of come out of his shell now that he's a, a widow. All of a sudden, he's like, Mr. Right. Mr. Going up and starting conversations with strangers. Like, I, I he's like, who stole my dad? You right. Know? Like, he's totally different now but I guess I don't know like he used to be real quiet and shy so I didn't have a ton of fatherly interaction with him when I was younger growing up and stuff so I kind of had this dad void a little bit right but I don't I certainly don't blame my bio dad or my stepdad right yeah I you know I I definitely do worry about such things um my ex-wife has a, a a new husband boyfriend I don't think they're married yet but they have another kid she's 42 she just had her third kid and oh, wow. good luck to her yeah that's you hard know. on the body at right. that age I can tell you I, I bet you know my my stepmother actually had my youngest sibling at I think 40 or 42 it's that's not easy yeah you know but I, I do worry about that. He's a good guy, you know, but I try to see my kids um, every other weekend. I, yeah. The longest I've gone is three weeks without seeing him. Right. Because it's yeah, just, I feel like if I'm not there, it's just... Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be, there. be there. Yeah. Yeah. So we have fun, you know, <laughs> and I know it's, you know... I'm, you know, the weekend dad where it's just, go see dad and everything's fun. He'll buy me this or he'll do this or we'll go do that type of thing. But it's, you know, better than not being there. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yep. It's not easy, sure. man. This world's crazy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know. And, it's and a nutty human world. brains are so complex and and child brains are so complex and mysterious. Yeah, and they really are. They're changing from week to week, literally, like yeah. on a molecular level. Yeah, I know. You think you got a handle on what's going on with them, and then the next week they're totally different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you but, plan on staying up in this area? Yeah. I mean, if I move... I want to I have this fantasy of moving to um, like Scandinavia okay alright you know like Norway or something <laughs> yeah yeah um, but you know barring that I'll, I'll be here right <laughs> doing your thing and I don't know if you know any, you know like anything about my my past before you know before being here I, I was saying I did a lot of stuff sure before I had my son yeah I know nothing. And they, yeah, they, they, it came up a bit in the show, but they didn't air it. Right. You know, it fell on the cutting room floor. But um, I, I've i had... So, I, you know, they, they mentioned that I was a clown. Everyone knows that I was a clown. Right. And I still do clown stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. But I was also a fire swallower. Um, and did here. a fire act with a with the circus, not uh, a, not like a touring circus, but like corporate events and sure. things like that. Um, traveled around the world doing that act. So I did that act in let's see, Japan, China. I spent four months in China in Shanghai. Wow. Um, I did that act it for the Miss India pageant. You know how they have like the little acts yeah, yeah. in between? Uh-huh. The, yeah, so I got to do it in the Miss India pageant, I think in 2001. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of others. So I, I've done it in like the Netherlands, 
can't. So you've been around. Yeah, I've been around. That's I've done cool. a lot of crazy stuff. Oh, I did it in Spain, and while I was in Spain, I got to run the bulls in Pamplona. Get out of here. Yeah, that was super fun. That's cool. And I was wearing red pants <laughs> and and high heel silver high heel sneakers. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I've jumped out airplanes out of airplanes a bunch of times. I was trying to get oh, to wow. be a certified skydiver. Sure. But then I ran out of money because it's expensive. It's not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was certified scuba diving in uh, this little island called Utila down in Central America. What? Um, I also did my fire act there because there was like a free dive competition happening. So we got brought down to perform and then I got my scuba certification because I'm petrified of the ocean. Okay. So I kind of forced myself. Like, like sharks and stuff or what? No, just, I don't know. Like, it's so dark and, and vast. Yeah. And, like, you look out. Like, when you're down there and you look, like, out into the open ocean. Like, okay, here's the coral reef, right? And then it drops off and it's just open ocean. It's mm-hmm. like looking into blackness. Like, absolute blackness, except it's blue. Wow. But it's, like, blue nothing. Yeah, that is kind you of know? freaking. And that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, that is kind of... So I forced myself. I don't like water that much. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. swim too often. Yeah. I don't. It's kind of. I love yeah. the water, but I want it to be small. Right. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so that you know. I mean, rivers are scary too with the current. Right. My son almost got sucked up the other, a couple weeks ago. Oh, geez. Underneath there, yeah. It's scary. Wow. I know. Yeah. Oh wow. So um, and let's see. I was a pro wrestler for a while. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Wow! So I, you know, I kind of just have lived like this wild. So how do you? Okay, life. so how do you get on this path? Like, where do you learn how to swallow swords and all that? I don't swallow swords. My friend Jules swallows swords. Well, okay, so what do you do with the swords? <laughs> I don't do anything with swords. I swallow fire. Oh, fire! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you? Okay, how does this work? Let me. I'm not. In my head, I'm picturing swords with fire. Okay, what do you? Okay, what, no. What do no, you do with the fire? Different. How do so you do? So the fire it? only goes in your mouth. The sword has to go all the way down your throat and like into your stomach. I, so I haven't done that. What do you do to get the fire in your mouth? How do, what's the process? Um, Give me a visual because I'm sure, blanking yeah, here. You tip your head back because the heat rises. Okay. Right. So then the heat can kind of come go up and okay. away from you. Um, don't inhale. <laughs> Okay. That's important. Like, actually, like... For sure, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised what a weird instinct it is to inhale. Like... Oh, wow. And you could really F yourself up if you do that. I bet. That's pretty much it. I'm trying to have a moist mouth. Okay. Because the more moisture you have in your mouth, the more of, like, a buffer you've got. Got it. If your mouth's real dry, it'll burn faster. Okay, so how... Okay, so how do you go from... The, the teenage years where you're having issues to getting on the path and then learning all these really interesting type of things. Well, when I was growing up, all I ever wanted to be was a performer uh-huh. and an artist. Okay. And, you know, I, had, I did, like, dance lessons, gymnastics lessons, baton twirling, and I was always performing. Like, I've been performing on stage since I was five. Right. You know, recitals and things like that. You know, I used to perform at the, at the Alameda County Fair every summer with my dance troupe. What? Things like that. Really? You know, growing up. Like, sure. This is, I've been on stage my whole life. And, um... And also, you know, making art. So, and everyone would say, of course, like, oh, well, yeah, but you've got to get a real job, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I had, in my early 20s, I was struggling with trying to figure out, like, 
uh, am I going to get a real job? Like, what right. kind of real job could I possibly do? Right. You know? Like, I had done some office work, temp, you know, through a temp agency, and mm-hmm. like, I hated it. You know, I mean, I liked it because it was kind of mindless, but just like getting up at six in the morning every single day was seemed stupid. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, and and you know, so I I, I started stripping. Not exactly stripping, because I was working at um, the Lusty Lady in San Francisco. Okay. And there's you, it's just a peep show, right? Oh, so one you, of them. Yeah, so you don't yep. take off your clothes. You just have your clothes off. Right. And you just dance around in a little red room right. with the mirrors. And, and as people come, they pay to have. Yeah, the, thing the little windows and, go right. up and down. And, right. Now, um, do you see the people? Sometimes. Oh. Okay. Some of them are. I didn't know if you see the people. Some or they, are like one-way glass. Right. You might want not yeah. want to see what they're doing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, some guys, some customers would want you to see what they were doing. Sure, They'd okay. want that interaction, and mm-hmm. some okay. wanted to be anonymous. Um, but uh, so I, you know, I started working there, and it felt like a good fit because I was performing. Okay, you know? yeah, you were. I was performing. I got to, like, have little outfits and mm-hmm. wigs and costumes, and she was an excuse to, like, buy lots of shoes. Right. You like shoes, huh? <laughs> I like shoes. Right. <laughs> and, um, and, but it was, like, run by women and owned by women. Sure. And, and we were in this sort of sheltered environment. We weren't having to, like, sit on laps or anything like right. that. So it became this, like, really strong woman power camaraderie you know it was mm-hmm. a lo- oh, sometimes it felt like like a slumber party or something okay. you know and um and I also got really strong with like my boundaries like that's another thing that really like healed me mm-hmm. um, as far as like keeping keeping parts of me for myself mm-hmm. and not giving my power away to, mm-hmm. to men a lot and stuff um you know kind of ironically that's what interesting fixed that for me made you a stronger woman yeah and it made, made me realize where my boundary exactly where my boundaries were mm-hmm. um and able to hold that boundary whereas before like i had always kind of grown up with like oh don't make waves don't right. say anything right you know like when i was growing up i got you know, me too, hashtag me too, you know, like right. fondled in the store by creepy right. dudes in business suits and stuff. Like, yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. That one guy with his briefcase and his suit, like, grabbing Creepers. my ass mm-hmm. in, in thrifties. Right. Thrifties. <laughs> yeah. Great ice cream, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of creeps out there, yeah. man. Yeah. And, like, in my mind, I was like, I have to be imagining this. Right. This can't really be happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got to be me. It's got to be me. And, like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to like call him out and then be wrong and be embarrassed and you know like after I'd worked at the lusty lady like that shit would not fly right I'd call that shit out right away right guys tried that stuff on me later and I was still in my early 20s you know I still was sort of a fair target for these creeps but I would call that shit out yeah you know in a split second right um one time I was on BART and this guy sat next to me and I was just reading my book and he pulled his thing out out. Uh, on the on the on, on the train, and he's like stroking it next to me on the train. But he had his backpack, so other people couldn't see it. Oh. Right? And he, I don't know. He's just assuming I'm gonna sit there and be like, "Oh, I'm so uncomfortable," but I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to make waves. Right? Because that's what we're taught to do. Sure. 
and I jumped up on the seat and pointed at it and I was like, everybody look! Oh my god, this guy's got his dick out! Blah, blah! And he was just like, oh my god, oh my god! He ran off the train. Of course. You know, it's yeah. not... <laughs> Don't and pull I... your dick out on board. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I never would have had the guts to do that if wow. I hadn't worked at this place and had the boundaries, like, interesting. Know, understood where my boundaries wow. were. Wow. That really, that really is interesting. So that really helped form you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best things I've ever done. And I know, like, it, it, I guess for a lot of people, they see it as, like, a shameful thing. But, right, yeah. You know, like, the friends that I made there, I'm still friends with, still sure. close with to this right. day. And, like, the ones that I've stayed in touch with, the women... They're doing amazing stuff now. Like all those women, like they, there's something about working at that particular place. Not so not every strip club. I don't know. You know, right. like some of them were sort of downward spirals for people who had drug addictions or, right. or whatever. I don't know. But this particular place had like this special power, this woman power to it. That's actually really cool. And these gals have grown up to be, you know, lawyers and advocates for immigrants and um, uh, like this one group that, um, well, I, I don't want to say too much because sure. she's in the closet about working at the place. Yeah, but. for sure. <laughs> yeah. But they, they made something of themselves. Yeah, like awesome. really, really cool stuff. Yeah, like, that's actually really know? cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, but through there, I met a couple of gals who were in a burlesque troupe, and they said, hey, you should come do this with us. And I started doing that. And then then I that was like my first gig where I got paid to perform on stage for right. that troupe. And that was when like the light bulb went on. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And the girl who ran that troupe was a fire breather. And she taught me to swallow fire because she didn't want to do it so much anymore. So got she it. wanted me to kind of take it up for her. And then that was when I met the magician guy. Mm-hmm. And he was making a living performing. And I was like, I want to know how you do this, making a living. And so he sort of mentored me and and showed me how to do, you know, started out with kids parties and then like corporate events and things. And, you know, a lot of the world traveling that I did was with him. Um, the one, the trip to Japan. And, right. Yeah. That's actually, I mean, that's cool. You got to go places. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that part about what I did. So it kind of just was like this slow morph of like, oh, this led to this and this led to this, you know. Yeah. And you did all this cool shit before you had a kid. Yes. Like you were saying. So yeah. when you have a kid, it's like, well, I, I did all the cool shit. Yeah. I can, really? be, I can be a parent. A lot of people don't, you know. They're, yeah. They just don't want to do all the cool shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? It's so bad for the moms that, like, have kids young and then... And then they're like, oh, I want to go right. to this, you know, to, I want to go party and whatever, yeah. but I can't. Cause, like, I, I go to parties for a living, so I'm not that interested in partying anyway, you know right. what I mean? It's like, oh, that's why I was like, work. Right. Going to a party's work for me. You know? Right. That's, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, the problem is, is that a lot of these parents are having these kids and they're not raising them right, and then you're just you're you're making broken humans. Right. So when they're adults, they're just they're broke. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and everyone's gotta put the, doing the best put the, they can. And that's another thing. They're doing thing. the best they can, but, you know, like, no one's... <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure my kid's going to be broken in some way, too, even though I'm... <laughs> right. Well, I think every kid, to a point, is. Yeah. But that's another thing. You, when, you, when you get old, you realize that there's really not, like, no such thing as adults. Like, you, right? all of a sudden, you're an adult, and you're like, this is what adult? Like, I don't uh, know any yeah. more than I did before. Like, no, it's true. You think they know everything. Like, yeah. You know, mom and dad know the, everything, or... You know, and then you get to that point, and everyone's the same. Like, everyone knows as much as everyone ever. Like, no one. It's crazy. I feel like an imposter all the time. It's weird. (laughs) I I was just telling my son, though, the other day, he was having some meltdown about something, and I don't remember how it came up, but I said, You know what my real job is, don't you? I mean, like, feeding you and taking you to class and stuff, like, that's only, like, the side part of my job. My real job is to make you grow up to be a great grown-up. Right. That's my real job. That's what it, that That's is the it. long game, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. All this other stuff is just sort of like the the side effects of what that job is. Right. <laughs> you have to raise a, a, a decent human being. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of them that just aren't these days. Because, you know, he, he hits. He, he has a tendency to get frustrated and hit. Yeah. You know, and that's the one though. thing. Like, any other tantrum-y thing, like, I'm chill with. Like, if he mm-hmm. just wants to throw pillows around or whatever, that's all fine. As soon as he hits... Yeah. You can't get physical. It shuts down. Right. Like, no. Okay, now now there's real consequences. You can throw pillows all day long until you calm down. That's great. But right. as soon as you hit, you're in trouble. Right. And... And that's a good rule. Yeah, and then he gets, you know, all mad about it. Like, can't I have a second chance? I deserve a second chance. I'm like, with hitting, no. Right. And then, you know, that's what I was saying. Like, it's mm-hmm. my job to make you be a good grown-up. Right. And hitting is not okay. Right. Because you, know? you don't want to be 20 years old and just start hitting for because you're upset. And then you're in jail. Right. It's yeah. just not, yeah. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah. That's that's crazy. I like yeah. that. Throw the pillows all you need to. You right. can throw all the bedding onto the floor. Uh-huh. You can stomp on it. You can wow. punch all the stuffed animals all you want. But, yeah, you can't slap me. So you've had a pretty interesting life. Uh, uh, I guess I You've have. done some stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't know too much about you at all. I just knew you were local, and I said, hey, I bet she's interesting to talk to. <laughs> and you know what? I was right. <laughs> yeah? What's the sordid humor? Like, where's the sordid humor coming? Um, the name of the name of the podcast? Yeah. It's actually a band. I kind of stole it from a band. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who's in that band? Um, uh, the lead singer of Counting Crows. Okay. Um, and the guitarist from Counting Crows were in there. I have my, one of my friends was actually a founding member of Counting Crows. Okay. Matt Matt Malley. He actually does the uh, the theme song for the for the podcast. Oh, I was cool. able to finagle one of his songs. I was like, hey, can I use this cool, cool for, the, for, the, for the podcast? Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I I like the name and I stole it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you don't. I was I was thinking there. You know. We'd get into some, some sorted humor. Well, you know, sometimes it, 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 it's uh, eventually it will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I have big plans for this whole thing. Hopefully to build this whole thing up. And, you know, this is only going to be my fourth episode. Um, I started nine months ago. I started off with a few episodes. And then I just, the last six months, I just haven't had time. You know, I've been working a, a regular job. Oh, gosh. I know. Up that at 5 suck. up at five a.m. Oh. It's like, I mean, you know, it's good insurance. And oh, that's good. I, you know, 
it's it's a little bit getting used to after doing other things that weren't yeah. as regular right. you know with schedule and everything but I gotta do what I gotta do it is what it yeah. is for right now for right now it's it's, it's you know pays decent and it is what it is um but I don't know you know eventually I want to get a studio um I was actually thinking it might be kind of cool to have like a portable studio mm. to like get you know how those tiny house those tiny homes tiny houses or whatever you know they're on a little trailer mm. I think about like getting one of those instead of making a house making a studio and then hook it to a truck right and then I can just go to my guests wherever right. we go or into be the like man on the street right yeah. whatever I don't know like I have I have all these ideas so. Yeah. You got I don't a food know. truck down in the yard. Oh, that's another thing. I got a food truck. I dumped my life savings into that about three years ago. Oh shit! <laughs> dumped like thirty grand cash into that. Well, you may as well turn it into a mobile studio. Yeah, there I don't. I just don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, and uh, I cook a lot, so I thought I don't want to get a regular job, right? And I don't want to have to work for somebody, right. so I put my money into that. But then I ran out of funding. I still need probably like another five grand just to finish it out. Um, so I ended up having to get a regular job anyways. You know, it is, it is what it is. Do you keep bees? I saw bees. I, we just got those bees. Someone, like, from Sacramento came up and left a note on our fence. If you're interested in, like, lending us land for our bees, let us know. So we called him up, and he's like, well, I'll give you cash, or I can give you honey. And we're like, well, we'll take the honey. Nice. So we haven't got it yet, but supposedly he's going to bring, like, a five-gallon bucket of, of honey. Nice. So we're actually kind of excited about that. They've only been there for like two weeks. A week? Not that long. I wonder if they pick... They get pissed off. They're flying around. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I wonder if they pick people based on what kind of plants are around. Like, oh, we want oak honey I'm here. Wondering. We want... I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. But... I just bought some avocado honey. I was I drove to um, Vegas yeah. last week. Um, with my son, we went to the Star Trek convention. Right. And um, so we went, came back through this town, Beatty. Oh, no. Little, little funky uh-huh. town in the middle of nowhere in Nevada, but beautiful, like mountains right there, like right at the foot of these craggy, beautiful mountains. And um, there was this little stand that had honey and beef jerky and stuff, but they had all these crazy honeys. Like they had eucalyptus honey and they had avocado honey Get and they had here. cactus honey. It was good? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I actually bought the, I bought the cactus honey. My friend bought the avocado. Hmm. Yeah. Tasty though. Yeah. Super good. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, I cook a lot, so I'm always into new ingredients and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I had a bunch of jam and we ended up giving it out and there's barely any less and so now I got to make more jam. And mm. <sighs> I like wild harvesting things like out at Pioneer, or not Pioneer Park, um, Western Gateway Park. There's okay. all these little plum trees, like these Ooh, sour little plums. And at tasty. the end of the season, my son and I went out and just like got buckets and buckets of them and made jam. It was See, really that's, good. I'm told, that's my thing too. I'm totally into that. Yeah, I love that kind Like of blackberries, thing. like I think we miss blackberries. Like, my girlfriend went and picked some last week, and she got very little. And she's like, most of them were, like, all gross already. I'm like, oh, we missed it by a couple of weeks. Like, I really was hoping to get, like, a shit ton of blackberries and just making a bunch of it yeah. for the year. But It seems kind of early. Maybe it's because it's so hot. Seasons are weird these days. Yeah. I don't know. So that's kind of a bummer. <coughs> but, yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that food truck. I, uh, I, I still might... 
get it going and maybe just run it on weekends and we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, um, Sword of Humor, that's the podcast. Stole the name. Cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, uh, so the, the Star Trek convention was awesome. Yeah, was it? Have you ever been a no. Star Trek fan? No, no, I have totally. Yeah. Oh yeah. My God. It was a blast. Like, I've always wanted to go to one. Like, I learned to still tell time at what, age three or something, three uh-huh. or four, by what time Star Trek came on. And at the time, at that age, I remember Star Trek came on at six, because I remember what the six o'clock looked like on the uh-huh. clock back in the days before digital mm-hmm. and uh, yep. and so then like you know if it was an hour before that it was an hour before Star Trek right. and I could count back and I knew it was 5 o'clock wow. you know and like that's how I learned to tell time based on what time Star Trek came on ever since I was you know like 3 like now which, uh, what, what, what is your favorite Star well, my Trek my number one favorite is original original yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan now of the new the Discovery I haven't watched that one yet really really the trailer looked pretty badass yeah. Those newer movies weren't bad either. Oh yeah, yeah, I like those. The newer cast? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. They're different, you know. They're not. You know, the same with the new series. You know, the Discovery. Like, it's not very Star Trekky in a lot of ways. Really? But it's awesome. Hmm. It's just awesome by itself. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. The costumes and the makeup, the Klingons are like outstanding right and I love there's a lot of like depth to the Klingons now so this with where does it take place it takes place with Pike right isn't Pike the captain uh, nope no. um, Pike is. so they're, they're about to have another season and so Captain Pike is gonna show up in this next season oh it's not out yet and okay. I just learned at the convention that Rebecca Romaine, host of Skin Wars, is going to be his number one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. The, you know, from the original um, pilot with mm-hmm. Captain Pike, number one was Major Barrett. Right. So. Interesting. Uh, Rebecca Romaine's going to fill that. That's kind of cool. Spot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I haven't checked that show out. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. I like all of all the like, shows. Ex- Deep Space seen... Nine was the only one I kind of. Oh really? I couldn't get into. I, like, I tried. It's 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 more. There's more to it. You have to like. It, it, they're not as much standalone episodes, mm. right? Like the original Star Trek, those are all standalone, mm-hmm. right? There's not like this overall mm-hmm. plot arc that you have to sort of follow. Right. DS9 has a lot of that. Okay. Well, it's all on Netflix now, too. I saw yeah. it. I was like, maybe I'll try it again. Yeah. Like, Next Generation was a shit. Yeah. Voyager was a shit. Enterprise was. I really liked Enterprise. Really? It was Scott yeah, Bakula. The only one I've never really I've watched a couple episodes and I'm like, I don't know. Oh, it was good. Uh, no. I liked it. So there was a lot of stuff at the convention that I'm like, I don't recognize this. They're like, oh, that's from Enterprise. I'm like, oh, no wonder. You're like, Enterprise. I don't watch that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Voyager is my son's favorite. You know, of course, all the people at the convention, you know, they love this little kid running around in this Captain Kirk costume. Uh Um, And they'd always say, who's your favorite captain? And he'd say, oh, Janeway. Oh, right. You know. And so we met Garrett Wang, and he's, like, super friendly, personable guy. Just like right out there, sort of not even behind his little table. Everyone else is behind the really? table. Really, he's not just he's doing just it. like out there in the in the hallway, not the hallway, but like the aisle. You know, mm-hmm. just laughing with people, and he's got people all around him, and he's joking and hugging, and yeah. he's just super fun. It was a good. I, I like that series. Yeah, I thought that one was good. Yeah, yeah. I like that one a lot too. Yeah. Um, but so my son's favorite episode of all time is the one with the Gorn, the original. 
series. I don't remember that. The Goron. Um, is it oh, on, on the original series? The original, yeah. So yeah. Captain Kirk is down on this planet and he's fighting this big lizard guy. He's like okay. the captain. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah yep. that's the Goron. I remember that one. Yeah, and then he makes a cannon and shoots like, uh-huh. these diamonds at him or whatever. So well, that actor who played the Gorn was there. Oh, that's cool. And they, he got his autograph and got his picture taken with him. And How stuff. fun is that? It's super exciting. Yeah, I've never been to convention. I'm, I'm totally into like sci-fi nerdy shit, though. Yeah, I've always been into always wanted shit. to go, right? Yeah. But I never like allowed it to myself or whatever. Like, oh, I have to work or it costs too much money. I have to make excuse right. to not go. Right. But my son is like super obsessed with Star Trek. Wow. Massively. That's cool. He's into it. Yeah, I mean, he's such a young dressed, guy. You yeah, know? he dressed as Kirk for Halloween. Well, last year he was Kirk for Halloween. The year before he was Kirk riding a Gorn. <laughs> they had modified a T-Rex costume right. to turn it into the Gorn, and then it was like Captain Kirk riding the Gorn. Um, That's fun. <laughs> um, so, so he that was what he wanted for Christmas. That's all he asked for from Santa: tickets to the Star Trek convention. Wow. So I'm like, well, that's it. Then we gotta make it happen. That's it. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. it was it was great for both of us. We had the best time. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've just never gone. And they had all the I'm sets glad, of like the that. different bridges and things, and there was Quark's Bar and all this. You know, he got pictures taken with Ferengis and uh-huh. you know all these insane cosplayers with amazing outfits from from every series you right. know, every iteration of the yeah, show yeah it's fun yeah yeah people go to have a good time yeah yeah everyone's so sweet yeah we and we discovered a new game that we're now addicted to like um a star trek game oh, that like you can a, play on, on your, your phone yeah. It. yeah it's really good <laughs> it's called That's adversaries funny. i'll do a little plug star trek go. adversaries there it's really go. fun if you're a big nerd and you like that kind of get thing. into it nerds yeah <laughs> yeah i love nerdy shit i always have i've always been in the not as much like horror I know a lot of people are into like horror stuff. Yeah, not, not me either. I can't. I, my girlfriend likes zombie it's not stuff. Like compelling. I'm kind of like, uh, I can't get into it. Yeah, the only zombie thing I like is Eye Zombie. You know that show? Yeah, she likes that show. Because it's it's more like funny. Yeah, and it's more character driven. It it's a good show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like the characters are interesting. It's less about the zombies. It's it's more like the like the funny brain cooking show at the right. beginning of every episode. Right. Where she's like, right. oh, this time I'm going to make tacos. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. That's funny. She has to eat the. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a few episodes of that. Um, but like Walking Dead, I watched like two seasons. I was kind of like, eh, I was like, eh. That's too much. People yeah. love it, but I'm just like, eh. Yeah. It's not my thing. Yeah. There's a lot of good TV out there these days, though. Yeah. yeah. I like some stuff. If I can't get it on Netflix, I don't know about it. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I mean, like a Game of Thrones. Game yes. of Thrones is awesome. Really? See, I haven't seen it. I, I've never seen one single episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's. It's good. Yeah. But, like, I didn't see it until, like, season six. Last season was around. I think they did set. They're on seven. Five. I was, I, yeah. I, I was kind of forced into watching it. And I was like, oh, okay. I like this. Yeah, right. I can get into it. Yeah, it's a great show. A lot of good shows. Yeah, HBO's got some really good shows. Showtime has some good shows. Um, I don't I, I, uh, I've watched a few sort of newish series like things I can get on Amazon and get on Netflix mm-hmm. um, there's the Frankenstein with Sean Bean Sean Bean from uh-huh. Lord of the Rings and uh-huh. from Game of Thrones yeah yeah that one's really good I don't know that one it's he's great. good though yeah he's, yeah I like him yeah I like him a lot and yeah. he's like the main main character and um what's the, oh Babylon Berlin is a German show so it's like 
you watch it with subtitles. Oh, okay. It's really good. It's like a crime drama, but it's, it's super compelling and it's what kind is of that amazing. on? Amazon. I think it's Amazon. Hmm. Can't remember now. There's a lot of good TV. It's so yeah. hard to keep up. I have a list of shows that I watch regularly that I'm so backed up on. Right. Just because I just haven't had the time to sit down and watch. Like yeah, you know, sit and just watch. And most TV. of my most of the time the TV is on. It's because my son wants to watch something. So right. Like, I rarely get to see anything that I want to see. <laughs> That's just like how I it can is. tell you every episode of Wild Kratts. <laughs> oh, oh, my kids used to love that. I kind of grew out of it, but they. Yeah. My my daughter's really into animals and. <laughs> Anything. She'll pick up lizards and she'll say, Daddy, this is a whatever da 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 type of lizard. Yeah. Like, she knows everything about all kinds of animals. That's just her, her jam is cool. animals. Yeah, my son's newest obsession is um, dinosaurs and mm. Jurassic Park. Sure. Yeah, he's seen all the Jurassic Park movies now. Yeah. He sits there and nerds out on all these, like, YouTube videos where, like... Some Jurassic Park obsessed nerds. It's like it's like the Trekkie level of uh-huh. nerddom, right? But there's like a Jurassic Park segment apparently, and they make these YouTube videos of like where the movies were accurate and where they were inaccurate, or you know, like what would happen if you put a this dinosaur with a this dinosaur? Okay, well this one has all these attributes and this one has all these strengths, and then this one's got this down, you know, and then you know, like hypothetical like battle between the two, uh-huh. like, like what would he just watches these videos like all <laughs> I'm like oh my god my child is really is a nerd well it's crazy too that. just like how you're able to do like we think of like when we were growing up and man I just like you we had to call someone you had to call the house and you had to ask for Billy is Billy home and it might be busy because there's no call waiting yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. or you had to go to their house and knock on the door ring the doorbell or I kind of miss that yeah it's it's different these yeah. days every, the kids just don't have no concept of what we had to go through right watch a video on YouTube like we were lucky to have a you know Scooby Doo yeah, after school yeah something after, you know it's three channels but I remember when we got cable it was like whoa what? There's like 60 channels? Like, I can't believe it. Like, you know, <laughs> I just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy being old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's, this is so much, you know, I mean, the one thing that I think is an improvement is not, is, you know, being able to curate what my kid watches. Sure. You know? Yeah. And, and, and then like when, like say when we were in the hotel mm-hmm. for the convention, we put on the TV and like all these ads for other shows are coming on or commercials for products and, and like the ads for the shows were some of them were like really violent or inappropriate yeah. and stuff. I think I'm the like, same oh thing. God, like what is this? On TV? Right. Yeah. What is this on regular TV? Like is this HBO? Oh, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know. It's ABC. What? Like yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and then like that's the time where he ends up seeing things that I wish he hadn't seen. Yeah. Is like on oh, a commercial. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. It's just weird. It's just a, it's a weird time. Every it's just a weird time we're in. Yeah. It's kind of the coolest time. <laughs> But it's also kind of just a weird time. There's a yeah. lot of weird shit going on in the world today. Yeah. Yeah. I, so just I, try like, to... I like not having regular TV and just like, oh, let's go to Netflix. and. Right. You know, he's a big fan of David Attenborough. Sure. Yeah, my daughter is too. Yeah. Loves all his shit. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just watch like dolphins 
swimming and pretend, you know, like I want to sort of keep him innocent as long mm-hmm. as possible. And that's something else you can't really do in a city. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch regular TV rarely. Luckily, I know, you know, my mother's always calling me, did you hear about this and that in the world? No. Right. But I, I, if zombie apocalypse happens, I'm sure someone will let me know. Right. Yeah. I always tell people <laughs> like, let me know. Like, hey, you know what? If don't. you shut off the news, you're still going to be an informed citizen. I promise you. Right. You're right. But you're also going to be a lot less anxious. <laughs> right. It's all negative anyways. Yeah. I just try to stay positive. And yep. I'm the same way. Be honest. Like you said, you got to be honest with yourself, with whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. Just be positive. Be honest. If everyone could do a little bit more of that. Right. There'd be a lot better better people better days in the world I don't know yeah I keep trying I am sort of a big advocate for turning off the news like I've been trying to like I've got a couple of friends that are just in these these just torturous pits of despair right now you know but then they're like constantly like checking the news and whatever and it's Mm -hmm. like just leave that alone for a while like it'll be there when you come back right but you're making yourself sick. Yeah, you don't need sick. to always be on yeah. your phone, and you don't need to always yeah. be on your phone when we're eating dinner. Right. <laughs> right. You don't need to. You don't always have to. Right. You know, if the president says or does some like jackass effed up thing, it, you don't need to know about it the second it happens. Right. Like, you can find out. About He's gonna it. do a bunch of it. Yeah. More right. to you know Three what I mean. Three hours from now, it'll still be there. Right. There's all kinds <laughs> of shit he's gonna do that yeah. you probably aren't gonna be happy with. <laughs> I think the people that voted him in aren't happy. But what are you gonna do? You just gotta let him do his thing. That's oh, another oh, oh, thing. Speaking of TV shows, yeah, this that reminded me. Okay, so there's a, a show on, I think it's on Amazon. It's called Electric Dreams. Okay. And it's uh, they've made little episodes of shows based on short stories by Philip K. Dick. Okay. Do you know who that is? I right? do not. He, Alien? No. Um, no, no. Sorry, Blade Runner. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blade Runner. Okay, yeah. Okay. He did Blade Runner. Um, They've made movies out of a few of his okay. his stuff, but his his stuff is always sort of this like watch out for technology, slightly right. dystopian kind of you know technology is going to screw you. What was it? Um, Screamers. Yeah, yeah. Was it, I yeah, that, that was one. him. I remember that. that. Um, yeah. So uh, the last episode of that. Uh, they, they made like what 10 of them or something watch the last one what is it called again it's called Electric Dreams Electric Dreams yeah and it's about um, you know the, it focuses on this one dude uh, but he, you know he goes to his job and he's got like a few friends he works with at his job and there's a there's an election about to happen and there's only one candidate right and they're like they, t- they call her okay. the candidate they okay. don't even say her name the candidate right She's talking about like how great the one party system is, and da 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 da. You know, but then, <laughs> okay. But then, like, she's doing her campaign speech and slips something in there, and no one else seems to notice it. And he's like freaking out, like trying to find. He's like, they've got to call her on that. They have to. And no one, like, he's checking his right. phone and he's checking all the social media, and no one's saying anything. And and like, he's like, oh my god, she, she slipped it in. No one's noticing. No one's reacting. No one's getting pissed. And then, so then she brings it out a little more, and then she brings it out a little more, and she, and it's like the frog in the boiling water, to where everyone's just thinks it's been there the whole time. But I don't want to give it away. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta see it. Wow. 
Electric Dreams is in the last episode, and it reminds, and it's like, yeah. it's like what's happening now. Right. It, it gave me the chills. It was like, oh, that's the now that's scarier than any zombie show, really. Right. Uh, but there's not, you know, there's really just I don't know what can be done about the current situation in the world. <laughs> I just don't. You know. just got, you know what? You've got to just take find your corner of the world mm-hmm. and make it as great as you can. That's it. And try to try to do good things that ripple out. Right. That's the only thing. You and, can if, do. and if everyone does that. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Yeah, because you can't control what's happening. No. Uh, you know, on the other side of the country, on the other side of the world, there's so many things you can't control, so don't. Right. I mean, they're bad, but you can't make yourself sick over them. Just focus on right. your little corner and make it good and try to ripple it out. As I just as hear as all these people, um, you know, me personally, I, 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 didn't, I didn't vote at all. <laughs> I, I didn't like e- either, either, yeah. either choice. With Trump in, it's kind of like by wanting him to fail is like wanting us to fail at this point. Right. So it's yeah, like, I want him to just get his shit together and right. Yeah, you yeah, should, like, but you, everyone should really just hope he gets his shit together. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You know, but saying you want him to fail is like, well, no. At that point, you want us to fail because he is us now. Right. Unfortunately, that's where we're at. Yeah, I get scared, man. I don't. I just get scared. I'm like, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah, I really, luckily we're kind of up in the hills. I really do hope. <laughs> I really do hope that like the people around him, right, can can get him to stop doing some certain things and get him to start doing certain other things uh-huh. and and can sort of bring him up or at least you know take care of some things. Yeah. It's scary. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah, just I mean, one of those things. That's the best things. thing I can hope for right now. Is that's that, it. That like the, he'll end up with some people around him that mm-hmm. can make things. Yeah. That's all we can do is hope for yeah. the best. We're kind of in a weird spot. The whole world is. It's interesting. Yeah. I know. <sighs> yeah, I was just um, doing a body paint yesterday on a friend and he had the TV on uh-huh. right and I'm not used to that and it was the news uh-huh. and it was you know talking about this white supremacist rally thing that's going to happen and stuff I'm like how is this happening and it's like that episode where it's right. like it just <clears throat> got snuck in and snuck in and snuck in until now it's like almost okay or something yeah <coughs> it's, yeah it's, it's kind of like this day and age it's, it's you know there's people that still I guess if you're raised like that is what it is you know yeah it's and taught I, I, it's like, all taught all that shit's taught you're not oh, born yeah. that way right and you know I gotta say you know people people are so upset about all this stuff but I'm, uh, you know I can't help but try it, but see like there's gotta be a positive side and everything does happen for a reason right right and it, the, you may go through a painful patch for a while right but it's necessary to like get the poison out yeah that might be it you know yeah like right now all the poison's coming to the surface mm-hmm. and then only then can we I kind of feel the same way to be yeah. honest oh, you just gotta look at it positive do yeah. your best to look positive because it's yeah it's I mean because all these decades these people have been in the shadows right I know and now it's like we brought the boil to a head. Now we can just lance it and squeeze the poison yeah. out and hopefully and hopefully be better at I that. mean the whole yeah. system needs a revamp. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. The whole thing was, you know, invented when they used to write with pens that with were feathers, feathers yeah. you know, with ink and a part, you know, I just uh, it's it just needs a revamp. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to 
you know, there's this aversion to change that right. I think is a big, yeah. you know, like, like laws. Once they're in place and yeah. people are making money off those laws, you can't really get rid of those laws. Right. Those laws that yeah, everyone's be there. resistant to losing their own personal way of life, mm-hmm. even like coal. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, come on, we got to let go of it eventually. Right. Like, you may as well, like, innovate and grow right. and stop trying to hang on to this, like, dying little thing. It's I like, know. it's like, you know, oh, I'm a rotary phone salesman and I'm super pissed and I'm going to try and lobby mm-hmm. the government to try and, like, outlaw cell phones because I want to, I want my rotary phone business to, I know. to thrive again or That's something funny. you know it's just cookie <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh. oh man yeah we need more positivity which is yeah. what you do i mean your your thing is positive right I try. it makes people happy yeah. i would assume who yeah. doesn't like badass art you know badass art makes you happy yeah 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 that's cool it brings people together um i just did an event at the crocker art museum in sacramento yeah the other day and um i was body painting at that it was really super fun cool event and um i had a friend of mine there with me his name is rich Deltz, and he was doing this thing called um project wordplay hmm and he was he brought some models in and he painted words on them like really positive words like light and joy and magic and all these things and then he had some of the smaller like connective words like if and with and 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 you know on their hands and on their shoulders and stuff and then mm-hmm. the guests were coming up like i wouldn't i could not believe how many women were just completely taking their shirts off and bras and like just ready to go go and paint it right you know like <laughs> it was a really fun party but so then they were getting words and he had a little photo booth set up and then people were getting pictures with like putting the words together right. like the magnet poetry wow and so you know they were making little uh-huh. sentences and stuff it was really neat I can't wait to see the finish because I can always you know see it out of the corner of my eye while I was right. doing what I was doing but they that's were, cool they were into it man like there was a long line of people ready to take their shirts off and that's get, interesting yeah that's really cool neat. yeah and it, it was it made like there was so much energy going on over there it was really powerful now do you ever switch roles and be the canvas for nope. people <laughs> no. nope I have way too much underboob sweat <laughs> oh that's funny like nope I'm the artist yeah no nope. too many folds nope, not gonna and, be the canvas yeah that's funny Underboob is like the bane of a body painter's existence. Right. Really. Like is when it, it flops over sure. like that, then it's like it messes up the lines. Right. And it sweats. It's right. Like, eh. Paint yeah. doesn't stay on there. Yeah, yeah. When it gets sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, what are you do? I was trying to get like <laughs> models with ballerina boobies. Right. Like little ones. Uh-huh. This is the best. <laughs> easier to work with, right? Yeah, way yeah. easier. Yeah. yeah. Or like men, or is it easier to work yeah, with men? Men. Well, men are okay, let's talk about that. Okay. Canvases, what is, that is what you prefer then? Is there a certain canvas that you feel is better to work on, and that is that the ideal canvas? Yeah, thinner, like, just uh, because of that, that reason. Thinner, but yeah, I mean, like if you're a bigger gal, but you've got smaller boobs, I'm into it. Mm. <laughs> so the boobs is the issue, really, when it comes yeah, to painting. They move around and stuff. And, got it. You know, like if you're, I mean, if you're doing something, I don't know. Usually, you want your lines to kind of match up on a design. Got it. And that can be challenging. That's not. That's not my favorite thing to, to try and deal with. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then the sweat, like sweat, is a problem. 
but I've you know I've painted all all different sizes and stuff and you just try to modify the design or I try to modify the design based on what I'm working with but if you know if I'm going to do something like for a photo shoot uh-huh. or like for a corporate event for corporate events too like more athletic build sure. tends to I think is better for that because this is kind of a weird phenomenon but I think it for the viewers for the guests of the party it's less of like a voluptuous body do you know what I mean okay. like like people I think get more uncomfortable around a body that's more like curvy right because then it's more like a human body uh-huh. like but if you take someone with a real athletic build and then you cover them with paint then they can kind of just see it as like a piece of art right but if it's like if a it's superhero got, yeah I but if it's so. got more curves then it's like oh right. it's a body and it's, it's naked like it'd be it, like like it's me <laughs> yeah 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 like it's 90 percent of us that human. live in the world yeah. right yeah yeah you are like, perfect you kind of in a way at a corporate event especially you want <clears throat> you want it to seem less human less um what's the word i'm looking for like sensual got it you want you know a more curvy uh-huh. body is more sensual right yeah yeah it's, it's about the art yeah right now are, is there people do they always have pants underwear on or is it like sometimes they're completely naked and they're like i don't do completely naked like, i'm not spray a, my junk yeah no i don't <laughs> like that but is there people I mean, that do that there or? are people oh, okay. that do that and i okay. see those pictures i sometimes i'll look around on online sure at images and i'll see stuff where you know like a lot of times I see these things where it's like a like a soccer player kind of jersey, whatever, you uh-huh. know. And like the girl's got her leg up on a soccer ball or whatever, <laughs> and she's like totally naked right. with just paint on it. I'm right. like, why would you? That doesn't even look good. Like, right. why? <laughs> okay, so there is people that do do that. There are people that do that. Okay. I don't know what kind of a living they make at it. Sure, right. Well, maybe they just say, "Hey, I'm a body painter. I want to do a photo shoot right. just for an excuse to." Like you're not I don't gonna know. get on TV that way. You're not gonna yeah. like. <sighs> It's not my thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, I have painted junk before, um, man junk. Right. I um, I painted for a the pilot for a gay porn. Oh, there we go. Um, and it was called Demonic Sex, mm. and these guys had to look sort of like demons, so they were kind of different colors, and they had, like, prosthetics mm. and stuff on, and they had, like, these woolly chaps got with, it. like, goat hooves. Right, okay. You know, but then Looking the junk demon. was out, yeah. And you had to paint the junk. Yep. Okay. Well, but normally not. <laughs> normally no. Not got it. Got not it. For like my performance. Depending on how anything. well it pays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I mean, yeah, if I'm getting paid. Whatever, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, my primary market is the corporate events and sure. they don't tend to want to see people's junk. No, 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 no. Yeah. I usually end up making a lot of costume pieces. Okay. You know, like sure. I just did some gold statues for an event where uh-huh. they wanted to sort of like awards statues looking thing. Right. So I made these um, kind of art deco loincloth things. Okay. And, you know, just, and I made some like little matching uh-huh. crowns and little matching. Well, that's um, cool. Like sandal, gladiator sandal things. Okay. With, and I put jewels and I gave them like little staff to hold and stuff so that. You know, it looked so it wasn't like a guy in his underwear. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to have those those extra. Um, yeah. So that's part of what I do right. now. Like I make a lot right. of like head pieces and little costume things. Well, that's fun and though. Stuff. Yeah. 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 I craft foam. And the women they cover the nipples most of the time, anyways, right? Don't they have like yeah. a little? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I always do pasties. Like pasties, but yeah. But for corporate events, pasties isn't enough. They always right. want some, you know. So I make, like, these little, like, things with they leaves or flowers okay. or shells or sure. whatever. And those kind of stick on and it covers the whole right. breastle area. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an interesting... It's just an interesting art form. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. Especially in America, I would assume it's different. Like you were saying, Europe. They're just more open, maybe, to certain things. Yeah. And America is more uptight, like... Yeah, definitely. We're we're descended from Puritans. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I like making... I mean, like, for me, like, now that I... You know, this one event production company that I've been working with uh-huh. that's been stretching me and you know making putting me outside my comfort zone and doing a lot of cool different things that I'm not used to you know they because their clients are all corporate clients mm-hmm. they always want some kind of modesty thing going on so, right so now I you know I'm sort of laughing because I've always been doing an art project mm-hmm. like my whole life I've always had some art project like right. taking over the kitchen table since I was a little kid and 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 so now, you know, like that's what I'm doing now. Like all right. the time, I'm making. I'm like, my job is extreme crafting. Like that's what right. I do. That's, now. that's it's a good way crafting. of putting that. And like, I made these headpieces. I love them. I want to make more. That um, that are like they were supposed to be like magical deer people. Okay. Like Midsummer Night's Dream uh-huh. kind of. And so I made these headpieces that light up. They have little lights in them and mushrooms and lichen and. Wigs and all this stuff, but then they've got these deer antlers and deer ears, and I just made them out of craft foam. I tried all these different ways to make antlers, and I was looking okay. on Pinterest and I was looking online and like all these different things, and I was trying some of them and it wasn't working for me. And then I had this thought, and I just got um, thick craft foam, like from Ben Franklin or uh-huh. whatever, and I glued the layers together, like four layers of it. So it was like a thick stack and cut out the shape of the antler that I wanted. And then I used the Dremel oh, yeah. to round it. And then I used hot glue to make the texture, you know, like uh-huh. the, at the root of the horn where it grows. It has a little bumps. I just did that with a hot glue gun and then I painted it. Wow. And they look totally real and they look creative amazing. shit. Because like nothing else was working. Right. You, know? you just had to figure it out. Yeah. So I was just trial and error, trial and error. I do a lot of trial and error. <laughs> right. So so it doesn't always turn out great the first time. Yeah. No. I have a few pairs of <laughs> retarded antlers that right. I tried to make that Oops. didn't work. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Next pair. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So now this is like my and they're super lightweight. It makes the the headpieces really light. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I then like, like in the ears I used the hot glue gun to make the little veins oh and so they have that they look really real and it's cool that is cool yeah it's fun like I just have so much of that stuff around now right it's kind of cool though you got you got a cool cool gig what you do I like what I do like I get to make art okay that's what I've wanted you know that's all I've wanted my whole life it's just to be a performer and an artist yeah just Spread the I'm joy. I'm so lucky. Yeah. That this is what I get to do. Right. You, know? you really are. And I'm glad that, you know, you're, you know, financially doing a little bit better than you yeah. were. That's, yeah. that's awesome. But, you know, I've always been, like, more content to be broke and doing this right. than to try sure. You want enough to pay your bills, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, want, you want enough to, like, 
buy what you need and not be worried about when yeah. where rent's going to come from type right. of thing. Yeah, I still worry sometimes. Yeah, that's about, a like I had to borrow from my dad this month, but right. you know, some other months I'm you're you know, ahead. Yeah, I'm yeah. ahead. So yeah. you know, that's the other. That's sort of the nature of this work is right. It comes in clumps. Right. And the, and then you get these dried areas. Well, hopefully dry, you dry can spells. Figure a way to. Yeah. You know, like you said, have a staff and have a yeah. full company going. That would yeah. be that'd be the yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I mean, that's you get the there. direction. I'm right. You're going in the right little direction. By little, you know. Yeah. But you know, I've I've I look back and I go, oh my God, I've I have spent my entire adult life doing what I said I wanted to do. Right. And that's, that's what a really blessing. that's it's kind of what matters. So lucky. Yeah. Okay, so did you, when on the show, do you have a chance to, like, have one-on-one time with the judges? No. Like, do you have any time with Rue and just be like, hey, what's up, RuPaul? No, we were not allowed to talk to anybody. Really? Yeah. Sometimes we couldn't even talk to each other. Oh, wow. There's a thing called, okay, so they had, there's these terms in um, reality TV you may have heard, uh, hard eyes and soft eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, soft eyes, okay, we can talk to each other, but we can't talk about anything about the show. If you, if you say one little thing about the show, they shut you down. Mm-hmm. Hard eyes is you can't say anything. Dead sign. Like, we would right. just sit there and we would play cards and not talk or whatever. Like, right. sometimes we were building things out of toothpicks. <laughs> just, Man. Because like, we'd be hours sometimes in sure. that room. I mean, that room smelled like... I know someone cuts a fart. It's like, oh, a come on. A million things. Come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> n- everything that uh, happened in that room stayed in that room. Right. Like, the couches started to smell bad. Oh, and, like, we were we ate our own meals in there. And, you know, it was... Ugh. It so, yeah, nice we weren't to, allowed to talk to any of the other Bummer. People. That would have been nice to, you know, just yeah. chat it up a little bit. I get to chat with Rebecca Romaine a little. Yeah. Like, between takes or something sure. like she came over and sat next to me and right. chatted a little bit but I, they tended to frown on that bummer yeah. eh, it's production it's just we were talking about being naked oh right because <laughs> yeah. you know we had a, one guy on our episode who who was like to be naked all the time Who's that? His name was Michael. He's the one with the oh, antlers. Yeah. That he tried to, yeah. Oh, he was always go- na- I don't. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I don't really show. Yeah, that he was always show. naked. One of the producers, like that, that would come to our house. Uh-huh. She was just like, "Look, I don't want to have to see that." Right. You know, that was like that was right. too much it's for like, her. Put it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, the rest of us didn't really mind. Right. But well, yeah, so that she was just like, you know, when I'm at home, I never have clothes on either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was kind of like the the original, you know, Rebecca with that whole yeah, with, with the, the X-Men and everything. Oh, I was gonna, even before that, the the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue oh, with, yeah. with the body paint. She yeah. was the very first. Yeah, I was thinking more very just the, first. Uh, the mystique yeah. role would be yeah. day in and day out having to yep. put, I don't know, this probably looks like more latex or something. Yeah, I still don't know what the, it does look like latex. Something. But that's got to be uncomfortable. But yeah, she's the original yeah. body painted swimsuit wow. skin, yeah. Sports Illustrated yeah. model. Interesting. She seems cool. She's super cool. Yeah. I mean, just the little I did get to talk to sure. her. Sure. She's so fun. And her and Rue like had some great rapport. Man, that guy. <laughs> the two of them were just like cracking yeah. us up. The, the the episode we did with the painted on jeans, uh-huh. it was just the two of them that day. Right. The other two didn't come in for that challenge at all. And those two were hilarious. I mean, like they right. only could air like 2% sure, of, I bet. you know because like, yeah. it, it, it just 
you can only oh, fit so much oh, into so an funny. episode. But those two were just riffing, like yeah. going on and on, and the whole like um, the jeans, the name. Yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> like, that was a whole routine, and they only got to show like a second of it. You oh know? God. The two of them had this whole like the jeans routine that they had come up with. It I bet the so outtakes funny. are great. Oh my God! I, they should put out should outtakes. Do like a whole, like a, a bonus episode, just outtakes. Seriously, because yeah. there's some funny shit. That yeah, that's they, funny. They, and then, okay, so then what happened to the show? It just didn't get picked up again for the fourth season. You know, I'm not really bummer. privy to all of that, but I think part of it is they didn't, they weren't really into Game Show Network as uh, a platform for it. Sure. I think because like no one watches that channel. Bummer. Yeah. I think they would have tried to take it somewhere else. Yeah. It's a good show. Like, they should make it into like a Netflix original or something. Something. Bummer. Be great. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I think the producers are like, you know, we're kind of butting their heads up against a wall for a while, and then just we're like, I gotta move on to another project. Yeah, sometimes that's my get like that. that's my feeling. I don't like. I'm not privy to yeah, yeah, yeah. all of this, but I'm just making a guess. Right. Bummer. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it was a good show. I mean, it opened yeah. up so I didn't, I didn't even really know anything about it until the show. And I, I'm friends with people from all the other episodes too. Like I've managed to like meet them. And, right. Um, a lot of good artists over those three seasons. Yeah. A lot yeah. Of them. I've, I've um, gotten the opportunity to hire Natalie and Lana a couple of times. Oh wow! Yeah, so the they're two, both good. Yeah, the t- winner from season yeah. one and the winner from season two. For sure. And the should have been winner. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, do you uh, work with any, any any of the other ones from your season, like Rick or anything, or no? Um, I've I've actually got uh, not hired, worked alongside yeah. Hans. Okay. From my season. Okay. Um, he he's down in L.A. and he works with a production company mm-hmm. that does big events and stuff, and so they put on the company party for Snapchat. Okay. Down at the Santa Monica Pier uh-huh. every summer. So I've done that with him a couple of times. He That's was good. Really I feel like oh, he, he's great. He um maybe wasn't I don't know if it was uh, editing and production or whatever. I think he it just seemed like he didn't come across too great through the show. Yeah, I think he's a little awkward on camera. He got Maybe a little awkward on camera. Maybe that was and it. And then they kind of they ended up making it look like he was a jerk, but he wasn't. Right. At that, all. I, I kind of got the feeling he wasn't. Yeah, yeah he's right. a, he's a sweet dude, and he's kind of like a little. He's sort of. Like a sensitive artist, oh, yeah. you know, and things got right, to him. Right, but he was like a legit artist. Yeah. It seemed like, yeah, like yeah, he yeah. was like, I don't care. It's about the art, and that's it. Right, right, yeah. Which is definitely yeah, cool. And and I, I I gotta say, in his defense, you know, there's I think one one of the turning points for him mm-hmm. was the episode where we did the the mural, the team mural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the episode where they started trying to make us turn on each other oh, right. a little bit and they were the first ones to present their piece mm-hmm. and he was all proud and happy and super excited about this great collaboration he'd done with, with Rick mm-hmm. and then they were like you know okay now you two throw each other under the bus and all right. of a sudden like he changed and right. he was just like I fucking hate you people now. right you know Yeah. and just 
like yeah. this darkness came it made him really mad uh, producers. it made him really mad you know right and, and everything kind of changed a little bit that episode all of a sudden and it took them forever to shoot it because no one wanted to say anything bad about their partner right you know and they right. were like come on you guys come on and we're like <sighs> just tight-lipped and no one wanted to say anything and they were like trying to... God damn producers. I know. And, uh... But... It kind of sucked that Rick won that one because if you look at Hans's work, like his mural work... Right. That piece is... Looks like 100% Hans. Right. You know, like, you can tell he designed that whole Mm -hmm. thing and Rick just did what he told him to. Right. You know? I mean... Bummer. Look him up. Look up his work and it's... That piece is totally him yeah. through and through and, there's a handful but of people. because he wouldn't talk shit and say hey I'm I'm supposed to win this one right they they gave it to the other guy yeah it was almost sometimes like a, you just gotta play that game I know and he's oh, like I will not slimy. play your game right I will not and that that kind of that was the start of the end for him well it's kind of cool you're in contact with a lot of the people though. yeah 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 cool. definitely and I, community we have a little group thread too so like oh cool every once in a while we all start chiming in right that's um, awesome if it's someone's birthday or if someone has like some kind of milestone yeah. like Brittany's baby sure you know yeah Shout out to Brittany and her baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, yeah, I don't know how long we've been doing this, but I can get you out of here. I know you got things okay. to do. Sure. What, um, <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? Sure, yeah. Um, my uh, website, allisonkenyon.biz, with one L-A-L-I-S-O-N-K-E-N-Y-O-N.biz. I have, um, if you log in there, there's a little subscription, you know, subscribe uh-huh. thing. If you, if you subscribe there, you get access to a free tutorial video. It's a four-part tutorial on um, just sort of the basics, like the things like if you went to a a body painting convention or a face painting convention and took a class, this is the stuff that they would not cover because they assume you already know it. Oh, right. Okay. Like like how to keep your cakes clean, what brands to use, what kind of brushes to use, how to load your brush, all that you know, like really basic, basic beginner stuff that that most tutorials won't cover because, like I said, they assume you already know it. That's badass. Yeah, and it's That's but it's the kind really of thing cool. that a lot of beginners um, are struggling with. Right. And, I, and I sort of took this idea from messages I've been getting from fans uh-huh. that want that have tried to start and they're having these struggles. So I created this four-part little video. Awesome. Um, it got a little pixelated because <laughs> I had trouble downloading it and it got really compressed. But mm-hmm. it still has all the good information in it. Okay. And I'll get better at the tech. I promise. Awesome. <laughs> the future videos will get better. But yeah, if you go there, it's free. Go check it out. Awesome. Okay. You on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any of that? Um, yeah, my Instagram is the thing I've been using the most, and that's just body masterpiece underscore body painting. There we go. Yeah. I love Instagram. I try yeah. to get people on it, and I'm like, it's so easy. You don't have to deal with anyone's real bullshit. You either got some video or some pictures, and that's it. No one's weird. Sometimes on Facebook, they get the agenda where it's like too much of... I don't know, preachy about stuff. Like, sometimes I just want to see some pictures. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I love Instagram. Yeah, it's a great business tool. Like, I, I mean, right. I, yeah. I think of it that way, but it's, it, it is. It's almost, it's fun to, like, the people I follow that mm-hmm. I think are cool, like some cosplayers and other body artists and stuff right. like that, you know, like, oh, like, I just, they, 
I love what you're doing. Right. Like I get to just go, hey, click, click. click I love click. what you're doing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, down the road, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Okay. okay. <laughs> cool. Right. Awesome. Thanks. Badass. Cool. Thank you. Bye.